We're bad guys. It's what we do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. Special, I hesitate to use the word friend. Uh, Alex is with us, up, and buddies? we had to watch the Batman and Harley Quinn movie. For one of us, this was our second time seeing it. Uh, <laughs> so, just one thing we want to get out of the way. Bruce Tim, if you're listening, is everything cool? Are you okay? Just, uh, just a cool guy who loves to create a cool, sexy, sleek, femme fatale, and then 20 years later just really want to fuck her. Like, yeah, super bad. And that's cool. Because well, there's nothing I mean, it's like more creating like something. He's exploring the character. He's seeing what she can do, just really spreading the boundaries, just exploring, I you know... All Comics. of that that you just said. Guys, personally, I'm just really happy that he managed to get this to a 71-minute runtime by adding in a karaoke scene. Buddy. <laughs> That's the scene that he added in. You have to understand, that was probably like the central thing that he uh, created the rest of the movie around. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that upskirt is his rosebud. <laughs> so before we go any farther, let's talk about the news. Do you guys have any news for us? Good, Alex. You taunted me before we started. Yeah. <laughs> I sure did. Because I stumbled across something today, which is not news, because this is a movie that's coming out in a couple months. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize we had a very important crossover to the Real Deal No Sex Appeal universe that was coming out. Uh Detective Pikachu! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yourself. (laughs) So... I was vaguely aware that they were making an Elton John biopic that was coming out this year. Yeah, I saw the trailer a couple times. I know where this is going. And it took me today, until today, to find out who was playing Elton John. (laughs) You guys, Kingsman 2.5 is upon us. Oh, no. (laughs) The worst day of my life. Taron Egerton is playing Elton John. Chris, what I'm saying is, boy, you better make it to Marwin. (laughs) This golden ticket (laughs) does not expire. We're recording at about uh, 1.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Chris, would you say that Wednesday night is all right for fighting? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Boy, I hate that. Thank you. He was, Ellen John was in Kingsman 2 more than Channing Tatum. Don't fuck. We're trying to do better in 2019. We're trying to live better lives and be better people. I, this is due out May 21st, so depending on how much better we are in five months, we'll see. Well, good news, because thanks to this week's episode, I don't like comics anymore, so our schedule's just I, wide open, boys. I mean, it's it's almost like the worst thing I've heard this year. But the year is young. Uh, so young, in fact, that Give it know, time. news has just come out that uh, one of the Joker movies, I don't know which one, is yeah, going to be a subtle parody of the Donald Trump administration. Got him. <laughs> Got him. 
<laughs> we did it every Resistance month. tears. We got them. <laughs> How many times are they going to say make Gotham great again? Uh, I don't know, but Parker, uh, you, I, my body just froze. I'm setting the line at three and a half. <laughs> Parker, is your dress the same as the as the last one that you sent me? Because I need to send you that Krasenstein book, How the People Trumped Ronald Plump. <sighs> oh my God, please. <laughs> They're so cool. I live to grift as hard as they do. Just to be like, it's Mr. Impossible. President, sir, you were a disgrace. And then do a backflip into a pool with my kids nearby. <laughs> They're so awesome. It's cool to take your shirt off. <laughs> like, yeah. Just standing there shirtless, just yelling into their phones. I love them. Uh, is there any other news, though? Is uh, anything else come out? That's all I have. There's nothing that could hurt me worse than either of those. So I, I think I saw something for uh, Captain Marvel. Apparently there is a... You know, your girls need to know that they can be heroes too, so take them all to Captain Marvel or something. Which I, I guess is yeah, a fine. Get idea. right on that. Yeah. Um, you know, That's show your girls that they guys. can be heroes. See our movie, buy our product, conform. So. Okay, you guys can go see the Elton John movie because that comes out the same day as John Wick 3. So I will yeah. see y'all later. Man, I'm actually, I was kind <laughs> of interested in the Elton John movie, and then you give me this. Okay. I hate to see that Wednesday. happen. Huh? Wednesday. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am. There were robot to... dogs in that movie, Chris. Is that the worst movie with robot dogs that's ever been made? I think it's got to be by right. Default, besides maybe, no, I think that's it. Uh, were there robots and snow dogs asking for a friend? I don't remember. I haven't seen snow dogs. Also, how next many week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait, I'm thinking of Eight Below. Anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, I'll start off with what I saw because I saw the fewest movies. I think. Uh, first of all, I saw two episodes of The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, you guys made me. And uh, it's it's alright so far. It's It hasn't really knocked my socks off yet, but I've also been watching it at work, which is probably not the best idea, because... Huh. The uh, perfect that's... atmosphere for a haunted house. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm alone in the office at that time of the night. Same. But there's also kind of a glare, so it, maybe it, it's kind of like a dark picture. It doesn't really work as well so far i would say there have been three scares one of which worked uh two of them are just someone getting in your face and yelling really loud which uh more of a nuisance than anything else uh but the other one i really liked is when they discover or that little girl discovers that box of kittens and she takes a picture of it and that flash reveals something and you're not sure what you saw but you're just like, what was that and uh then she does it again and you're like oh that, that looks really really i don't know what that is but it's kind of scary i really like that one that, that's uh, it's fear of the unknown and I think that's why it works really well uh, so far it's definitely not bad at all I'm interested in this family and interested in the story uh, I really do not like one of the characters in particular uh, <laughs> I wonder who it is I, same <laughs> yeah she is really getting on my nerves but uh, I'm sure she gets redeemed and if not I'm sure she gets killed so uh, yeah Chris cool. I'm, not, I, I'm not this like isn't spoilery so I'm just gonna say it yeah, but uh at a later point in the series, two of the siblings are talking about how fucked up their family is, and one of them refers to her as a fist with hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Uh, that's pretty good, yeah. Okay, uh, so movies that I saw. I watched Batman Mask of the Phantasm because I kind of wanted to prepare for this to remind myself that, yes, Batman was good once upon a time. Uh, Mask of the Phantasm is one of the best animated movies ever made. It's one of the best superhero movies ever made. I, I love this movie very, very dearly. I can find basically no flaws with it. It is 
excellently done. It's like one entire episode of Batman, but done really, really well. I think I saw it in theaters. It was one of the first movies I saw in theaters, if I recall correctly. And it's it's just everything that I like about Batman into like its own movie. It's it's funny. It's like dramatic. It's so well done. So. Uh, it is a really yeah, good like. What? Does it have karaoke? Uh, no, not as such. But uh, it's it's really great. For a while, it's like you know what? Maybe that's like one of the best superhero movies ever made. And then, uh, on a whim at 10 a.m. on Monday, I was like, you know what? I really should just go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So I went there and I saw it. And guys, the most important thing I could possibly say: the fried egg BLT at the Alamo Draft House is incredible. It is so good. You have to try it. Uh, movie was okay. Anyway, I also watched Ghost World. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is, for me personally, not just the best movie of 2018, but very easily the best movie of 2018. Uh, That knocked my socks off. I loved everything about it. It was, yes, even better than Bad Times at the El Royale. Uh, The animation is so beautiful. It was very, very funny. Oh, good, it's snowing outside. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I really liked everything that went into it. The jokes were hysterical. Fucking troll me like that. I just looked out the window in a panic. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> snowing outside my place, which is... You just can keep it. Yeah. Uh, great with my car. Anyway, uh, I, I might go see this again. I'm absolutely going to buy the Blu-ray or the 4K. Uh, it's, it is so, so, so good. And it's I am so not cool. at all a Spider-Man fan. Uh, I only saw the first two movies. Uh, they're good. I like this one more than those Raimi movies. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, then afterwards, I was just like, you know, I should watch Amazing Spider-Man 2. But a friend talked me out of it. So instead, I watched... Boom! <laughs> Wasn't this friend? They're dead to me. <laughs> hey, you know how we were talking earlier about assigning him something if he wanted more minutes for the playoffs? <laughs> that someone feels real fucking stupid right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. So... I hate to see that happen. No, I just decided I wouldn't go to watch it. But anyway, yeah, this is... It didn't turn me into a Spider-Man fan per se, but... Oh, that movie's so good. I was happy they had a Zemeckis cube, too. <sighs> you just try and take the power away from yeah, us. Yeah, try it. <laughs> uh, Nick Cage in this movie. Jeez, could he just, like, do this from now on? He has had such a powerful year. Right? Jeez. God bless him. What a great guy. I, I love him dearly. Uh, and after that, I uh, went out with a friend and we watched a movie called Ghost World. Are either one of you familiar with this? I'm no. shocked that I'm not. Okay, it came out in 2001. Uh, it stars Thora Birch and a very young Scarlett Johansson. Uh, also Steve Buscemi. Uh, this How is, have I not seen this? It's, it has ghosts in the name and it's got Steve Buscemi. In there it. are no ghosts in it. This is not a horror movie. This is a, All right, never mind. It's almost like a coming-of-age drama, except that they've just graduated from high school in the first scene. <laughs> uh, thanks for no thanks, man. What else did it's you kinda, How many times do they play vitamin C in this movie? They do not. But uh, they, Scarlett Johansson is so young in this movie that it's almost unsettling to watch. It's like looking at someone's baby pictures. Uh, and Thora Birch is... Uh, I think this might be her best role very easily, but considering her other movies are Hocus Pocus and Dungeons and & Dragons and Alaska... It's like the only other oh, thing she has on her resume is American Beauty, and you can't watch that's it anymore because it gets crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Three future episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that name sounds familiar, and then a chill went down my spine. Right. Oh, fuck. 
Dungeons and Dragons. Now that's a future episode. But she does a I really have good job. I have filed away in my head as Dime Store Christina Ricci. I feel like that, wow, that's actually kind of nailed it. Yeah, uh, Steve Buscemi is very, very good in this. He's he's excellent. We love watching him. But the best part of the entire movie is they go to like this Seven uh, Eleven sort of place, and uh, it's called the Sidewinder. Ghosts. It's called the Sidewinder. And this shirtless guy with a mullet and a mustache and sunglasses walks in and the most incredible washboard abs since Bruce Lee. And he walks in there and he buys us some beef jerky because, in his words, he's so hungry he could eat the crotch out of a ragdoll. And uh, (laughs) then he goes outside and listens to heavy metal while uh, using nunchucks. And the guy tells him to leave. It's called freedom of speech. We invented that. And it's so fucking good and the best part of the movie is that occurs in like the first third and I'm I, I turned to her when I'll watch her like if he doesn't come back I'm walking out and uh, he does come back in the final scene to choke out Steve Buscemi I was so happy uh, so he's great and there's another scene I told Barger about this I have to say it again <laughs> in the movie Steve Buscemi is a very very big fan of uh, of the blues like really old hardcore blues like 1930 style blues even older than my blues like and he goes to this uh, bar and he listens to uh, this really really old uh, African American gentleman play an acoustic guitar real old time blues like closer to ragtime sort of blues like the, the classic stuff he's like a collector of this sort of thing he has trouble relating to other people so I guess I understand it and and uh, the, his date tells him, well, if you really like authentic blues, you should listen to Blues Hammer. He's like, oh, what's that? And uh, Blues Hammer comes out, and it's four guys. I'm pretty sure they all have frosted tips. And they're all this, like, the most NSYNC-looking blues band you've ever seen. You're like, all right, time that real authentic Delta blues. And they start playing, like, this almost heavy metal blues here. I played it for Parker. I think he can attest to this. And fucking, it, it's, it sounds like, I think the lyrics are something like, I've been picking cotton all day long. I have to pick it faster before my master comes along. It's like the four whitest guys you can imagine playing this song. What I'm saying is it was very dignified. So I we're cropping out that, right? song dubbed <laughs> over top of La La Land. <laughs> 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 Alex, you have got the real it. savior of jazz, Ryan Gosling. Comma. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> anyway, the movie itself, as to whether the movie was good, I'd say mostly yes. For much of the movie, I ended up not really liking the main character, which is uh, Thora Birch, because she's so cynical and so full of herself that she's so judgmental of other people. But towards the end you kind of start to feel bad for her because she's always being compared to Scarlett Johansson so none of the guys are talking to her they're just talking to Scarlett Johansson which I guess makes sense uh, her name is Enid Coleslaw which I thought was kind of funny and uh, I, I think ultimately this movie again it came out in 2001 I think this is what people did before the internet really went like mainstream you know they just walk around and make fun of people and stalk people and walk into porn shops and like have garage sales I was going to say they just went and rented Ghost World. Well, I, or that. <laughs> Before AOL, you know, we just watched Ghost World a lot. I, this seems like a movie that would be right down, I, I guess, the female Alex's uh, line. She, I think she would either love it or hate it. Uh, so that's for her. And one other thing for her in specific. I can't believe I'm doing this. I rewatched Drop Dead Fred and it wasn't as bad as I remember. Still bad, though. Hate, hate to see that happen. Yeah. So, waste of my time. You did that on your own, huh? Yeah. All right, Parker, what did you watch? Oh, friends. So, here's the thing. So, I spent a good chunk of the week in Austin visiting family because I didn't get to for Christmas. 
And of course, I'm driving around, I'm like, oh, a tiny video store that's run by one of the guys who works for Birth Movies Death. Well, I'll run in there. So they have a huge, massive fucking selection. I, of course, large and sweaty, make way to the horror section. I'm like, there's some good stuff here. Maybe I'll check some stuff out. So I grab a movie called Deadly Friend. I'm like, I think I know what this is. And I walk up to the counter, show it to him, and I go, is this the one where the girl throws a basketball at her head and it explodes? They look at me, look at it, and they all go, yeah, that's it, at the exact same time. <laughs> so I'm now a member there, which is cool. Great. So I check that out, and Deadly Friend is... It's something else, because it's Wes Craven after Nightmare on Elm Street. He wanted to make... You know, he didn't want to make just a straight-up horror movie. He wanted to do something else. So he makes this weird fucking movie that makes no sense, where this boy genius kid creates a robot. He moves to a new town with said robot. Has a crush on a girl. Girl is accidentally knocked brain dead by her abusive father. Oops. The robot is put into the girl, and then things don't go well. They tested it, and everyone hated it, so they just reshot a whole bunch of obscenely violent scenes and threw them in the middle of the movie. (laughs) It is... Fucking mama from Throw Mama from the Train gets a basketball <laughs> thrown at her head, and it is one of the top five movie head explosions. Like, it is up there with scanners. It is the most absurd thing. It's like 45 minutes of me, boop, I'm a robot, and then just one of the most violent explosions of flesh and blood I've ever seen. So, Wes Craven's pretty cool. The other movie I rented is a movie I've wanted to see for a long time called Body Bags. By one John Carpenter. Ooh. How the fuck have I gone my whole life? So, I did not know this. I found out afterwards. that Back in the early 90s, Showtime looked at HBO with Tales from the Crypt, and they are like, well, we should probably do that, right? Like, we should make a ton of money. So they started filming stuff, but then it got canceled. So the three shorts were released as one long movie. It's so fucking good. Like, instead of the Crypt Keeper, the wraparound is just John Carpenter as himself, just walking around a morgue telling shitty jokes. <laughs> it's so good. It's just full of, like, light-hearted, like, horror comedy. Like, some grisly stuff, but a lot of jokes, cameos and in-jokes and shit. Like, it's, it's so fucking good. The third segment is, like, it's standard, like, you know, an accident happens and they need surgery and, and they get a body part replaced. But it's from a serial killer. Except the person getting it is Mark Hamill with a mustache. It's so <laughs> fucking powerful. The whole second segment is just Stacy Keach and his incredible mustache just being very, very upset that he's balding and trying everything. And then trying some new formula and then hair just grows all over his body. It's so fucking good. I didn't realize they made a movie about my life. I <laughs> got him. <laughs> Like, there's one scene where he's, like, at the dinner table with his girlfriend, the person who keeps telling him that she loves him for who he is and nothing else, that it's not a problem. It's totally cool that you're bald. Look at you. You're Stacy Keach. And she goes, you're behaving like a baby. And that deep voice goes, well, why not? I've got hair like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can't tell Alex that. Now that's going to be his excuse to act up to him. I just put that in the Rolodex voice. (laughs) He's walking down the sidewalk and you see like a beautiful woman with flowing hair. And then special effects legend Greg Nicotero with his long flowing billowy hair walking in slow motion with his long haired dog next to him blowing in the wind. It's he when he gets the hair extension, he has the same hair that Antonio Banderas has in Interview with a Vampire. It's 
so you said Antonio Banderas, and I immediately knew what movie. It's, it's so yeah. fucking perfect. Like it's, it's. I will hold this in my heart forever. And I was like, this is incredible. It's almost over. And the end of the wraparound segment, the last thing I wrote is, "What the fuck is that, Tom Arnold?" So four stars. Everyone should see it. It's. I don't know how I waited this long, but I will be watching it many more times in the future. So I got home. I was like, all right, let's get back on brand. The game of games is over. Let's watch some garbage. So here's the thing about escape plan <laughs> with Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yes. Their first movie together where they both co-star. <laughs> I have never been less surprised in my life to see Vinnie Jones pop up in a movie. <laughs> Like, I didn't see his name in the credits. As soon as he walked on screen, I was like, yeah, this is pretty much perfect for him. This is the most dad movie that has been made in the last ten years. All dads listening, all both of you, will adore this movie. It's not good. It's very not good. Yet it's something your dad will watch on TNT for four and a half hours. Because it's 20 minutes too long. But it's really fun, because I... Throughout the whole, all the 80s, there was this constant pissing contest between the two of them. So we get to this movie, and Stallone is very, very much the main character. But then at the very end, Schwarzenegger's like, actually, twist, I knew he were the whole time, and I masterminded it, so if you think about it, we're kind of equals, huh? Goodbye, everyone. And the movie just kind of <laughs> fucking ends. So that was fun, but let me talk to you about Escape Plan 2, comma. I'm sorry, what? So That's what if I possible. told you... Sylvester Stallone came back, but Arnold Schwarzenegger did not. But our good friend Dave Bautista did. Oh, yes. So, I didn't know anything about this movie. So, imagine my surprise 20 minutes in. We found out, oh no, it's not just like a super prison. This dude gets shot with some Halo-ass plasma rifle and wakes up in a Chinese super space prison with a hoverbot around him. Oh, I just God. saw the cast list and I'm so ready yep. for this reveal. I've never in my life been less surprised to learn that a movie went direct to DVD in America and opened in theaters in China. <laughs> this is very much making its money back in China with heavy Chinese investment. It has great dialogue such as, what's the prison called? Hades. Ah, Greek mythology. <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> it's incredible. So here's the thing. There's, I almost like didn't talk about this, but there was a moment that like shook me to my core. So Dave Bautista needs to help get his friends out of this prison, and he has to go. You know, every action movie was like, oh, you'd have to go talk to this guy. It's like, oh shit, we're gonna find out who this guy is. There's a bunch of action scenes. He gets to him, and there's this guy in this big elaborate like layer, and he's got this big welder's mask. He lifts up the welder's mask. It is fucking Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy. <laughs> I I had to pause it. <laughs> I could not keep it together. It is it's incredible. It's just nothing but blue screen control rooms and robots. Fifty cents in it for like two scenes. Stallone ends up in the prison and it ends on a sequel tease. Five stars. Oh my it's, god. I'm back on my bullshit, baby. This year, how did I not know about it? I don't know how it was real, but like, it's like it has like, oh, it's the jailbreak scene where they knock the power off and like, there's a prison riot. But then the the power comes back on and they get shot with fucking laser rifles. 
The reveal that the fucking prison is just buried in Atlanta made me laugh so hard I thought I was gonna cry. <laughs> oh my god, it's so fucking good. Oh my god, I love movies. Oh, let me stay back on my bullshit once more. The one starring Jet Li and Jason Statham. Oh, nice. There has never been a more 2001 movie in recorded history. I disagree. I just saw Ghost World. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you called my bluff. Okay, so here's the first scene in the movie. Okay, the basic premise is there's all these universes, and this evil Jet Li from a bad universe is going to all of them and killing that universe's Jet Li to get their powers. So this movie <laughs> is Highlander, but with a ton of new metal in slow motion. Because the Matrix made a lot of money. Everyone loves new metal. What better combination than Jet Li punching in slow motion to pop a roach? But I digress. So the first scene... His jet li- evil Jet Li is hiding in like a ventilation shaft. His hand punches through it, shoots someone, and then you hear, Flaaaaaar! And then <laughs> let the body sit the floor plays in its entirety <laughs> as he fights them in slow motion. Jason Statham with hair is one of the, the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, no. The second 2001 movie where Jason Statham <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> so that's the first scene. The last scene... His evil Jet Li is banished to some hell prison universe slash prison planet. And he fights a lot of other inmates on what is essentially the pyramid from Alien vs. Predator as Papa Roach Last Resort plays. <laughs> it is incredible. If you want the soundtrack here, Drowning Pool, two songs, Disturbed, Godsmack, Linkin Park's Paper Cut, and two Papa Roach songs. Oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, you tried to call my bluff, but there's nothing more 2001 than this movie. It also credits roll at like an hour 20. So, you know what? You're having a good time with it. By the way, the director, James Wong, he got this job after doing the first Final Destination. Did this. Went back for Final Destination 3. And then did Dragon Ball Evolution. So, congratulations (laughs) on your duck into the Real Deal Hall of Fame. You did it. That is a Mount Rushmore level IMDb page. <laughs> it absolutely is. It's, oh, it's so powerful. Okay, so Chris, I need to talk to you about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about Sorceress. Because <laughs> it became very apparent 20 minutes in, like, oh, this is a movie that pretends to be a fantasy movie, and then just shows a lot of titties. <laughs> so, if you want to have that conversation with him for me, that'd be great, but... You guys know I watch a lot of low-budget like horror and action stuff. It's astounding for a movie to make me laugh this hard at bad acting. Like It takes a lot. Every single person is somehow worse than the last. The main villain is one of the worst actors I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> it was so funny like, when you sent me that video of him. Sub-mystery science. It's There's a centaur that keeps showing up like every other scene. Sorry, did you say centaur? There is a centaur. But they just overdub way too many centaur movies on this podcast, man. They just overdub goat noises onto him, so he'll just walk into frame. You hear man, and then he'll just walk off, and that's the end of the scene. <laughs> that happens just at least four the, times. <laughs> just the, uh, the fucking <laughs> dancing guy from Chappelle's show in the background of every scene. <laughs> do 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 <laughs> it's, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Because uh, his his reveal is he walks in on the. Because, of course, there's the leads are two twin girls that just happen to be naked a lot. Wouldn't you know it? 
he comes up on them swimming. They get out of the water, and then they just kick the shit out of it, and it runs off. That's how you learn that there's centaurs in this world. <laughs> there is an obscene amount of nudity. The male lead has one of the most powerful bushes ever captured on film. Oh. <laughs> it's This movie was made solely for people to jack off to, so... Congratulations to your dad and all of their friends just having a boys' night out about it. Well, they got kicked out of it. Did I tell you that? Oh, man. They didn't even make it to the end where the giant lion monster appears in the sky and shoots lasers at the people that make lightsaber sounds. <laughs> yeah. there's. You can read the Wikipedia, but there's no putting into words how this movie ends. It's, it's something else. It's, you know what? I would have never known this movie existed, and now I can never imagine life without it. So, tell him thank you for me. <laughs> also, ask him if he's that. okay. Ask him if everything's cool. Uh, Dad, yeah. Parker thinks you should watch Batman and Harley Quinn next. Uh, he already heard about it from me. Said that I think I think <laughs> How he just many people in your life I, have heard about this movie. Yeah, I, I think I told every single person I met. I think I, I I just had a look of shock on my face. Like, oh, that's a look of a man who just saw Batman and Harley Quinn. <laughs> he hasn't been the same since the war. <laughs> <laughs> console war purple heart. <laughs> I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. So, guys, First Reformed is on Amazon Prime. And I just have to say, like, it's so nice to watch a movie meant for adults for once in my life. <laughs> like, between the shit I choose for myself and the various talking animals you guys assign me, it's just nice to watch a movie like, oh, this like has a point. It's meant for like adult people and not babies who want to hear Papa Roach. It's so refreshing. <laughs> Chris, you specifically, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, which one of you? Because it? First Reformed. First Reformed. It's really good. I'll try to remember I don't good things. It's very good. It's like, oh shit, I have to like pay attention. I can't just like zone out until I hear the new metal and see Jet Li punching other Jet Li. I mean. You gotta pay attention. Sounds yeah. like a movie Chris will watch at work. Oh, to- <laughs> I, you have to understand that when I watch a movie at work, this is usually after I finish all my real work and I'll like actually watch it, you know? I wasn't like just looking <laughs> half hard. I love that you it. said your boss listens to this podcast and just talk about watching movies at work all the time. <laughs> He apparently he doesn't mind. <laughs> so I watch a real movie for adults that's probably gonna win a whole bunch of awards. But then Tuesday happened. Oh, yes. And Hellfest was at Redbox, and I got back on my bullshit, folks. Look, Hellfest is not as bloody as it should be, but if this came out thirty years ago, it'd be one of those movies every fucking horror nerd obsesses about. Like, you know, it's an underseen classic. It's actually really good. And, you know, no one ever gives it a chance. Don't make fun it's of my inc- voice. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> disparage you like that. I mean, it's not good, but the odds of me not rewatching it at some point this year around October are incredibly low. Okay, so here was my problem last night. So we watched Hellfest, and I was going to be like, alright, uh, y'all do whatever. I have to go watch Batman versus Harley Quinn. But they was like, hey, have you ever seen Django Unchained? And I realized, you know what? I've never seen the whole thing. Did not realize it was almost three hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I regret nothing. It doesn't feel like it. It honestly doesn't. So, obviously, like, I don't have much to say about Django. Like, it's fucking great. I watched that. Everyone went to bed. I went straight to watch Batman and Harley Quinn. 
Batman and Harley Quinn felt four hours longer than Django Unchained. <laughs> right? <laughs> also, did not remember Jonah Hill just shows up at a clan rally. Boy, that movie him. is so fucking good. That movie's incredible, and it's like his fifth best. And I it's, love him it's so, so much. Good. It's one of the most satisfying endings where, as it's unfolding, I'm like, boy, I sure wish I saw this in a the theater. I sure fucked this up real bad. So, speaking yeah. of someone that did see it in the theater. Oh, man. I wish I could agree. But oh. we saw it immediately after we saw Lay Miz with fucking Russell Crowe. <laughs> that was a New Year's Day double feature for me, and I was so fucking tired. And I was like, this movie's incredible, but all I can think about is fucking Russell Crowe's complete inability to sing. <laughs> you know, we're, we're getting to the part near the end, like, when he's about to go back for the last time, and everyone's like, this is really good, but they're all yawning because it's fucking late. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Uh, that's the last thing I saw, and I don't have a ton of enlightening insight. Quentin Tarantino's good at movies, not good at other things. Not like not good. being a sex weirdo. <laughs> Talk not about a virtue signal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was if I was the director of his caliber, I too would give myself a funny accent and then Salma, get blown up Salma, by dynamite. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna drag it off your feet. <laughs> <laughs> No shirt, no shoes, I will service you. Oh, God. Alex, what else did you watch? Oh, buddy. What oh, else? So ready. <laughs> what else? My friend, I have had one of the most powerful weeks of my life when it comes to movies. So, uh, as you guys remember from the Aquaman episode and the, the preceding episode, my girlfriend got a lot of remote privileges after I made her sit through Aquaman. They were immediately revoked after the first thing I watched this week. Because we watched a movie on Netflix called Cam. <laughs> I, I, I will pause while I wait for the great Gazula voice. <laughs> so Cam, it's a movie about a Cam girl. And she's trying to climb the ranks of, like, the whatever fake My Free Cams is on here. Like, they're little rankings on the side by the amount that gets donated to her. So she has all these gimmicks, like... You know, she'll do, like, a weird date night. She'll pretend to kill herself on stream. Like, she'll... Her, her ranking goes up and stuff. And this is, like, her secret life or whatever. One day, she tries to log on, and she can't get onto her stream. Because another girl that looks just like her is camming on her stream, getting her tips. You know, she can't log in anymore. She's frozen out from her life. She's really freaked out. She's like, what is going on? Is this, like, you know, some imposter is this like some weird like ghost or dimensional shit well the the good news is that we never fucking find out <laughs> i liked that movie up until the end i was like wait you're not gonna tell me anything it was going somewhere she defeats the evil cam girl inside the computer by tricking her into giving her her login information and deleting the account what we learn nothing the movie ends with her starting a new cam page. Holy shit, I'd be like the angriest person in the world if I saw there, this. There are all of these subplots about how this happened to these other cam girls and how like the one girl that's like number one on the list like apparently died like eight months ago. There's like all of these little breadcrumbs to like cool shit that's going on. You find out the answers to none of it. It literally does not matter. You don't know how this fake cam girl came into being. You don't know how they interplay with one another. You don't know if she's like a demon or a ghost or a computer program. You have no fucking idea. This movie fucking sucks. Don't watch it. <laughs> I like I'm so much. It's about like, it. oh man, I can't wait to see how this all comes together. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this movie made me feel like the Neon Demon made me feel, where there was just no, there was no payoff. 
But this was only like 87 minutes, so I was like considerably less mad because I felt like less of my time was wasted. That's a good point. Also, Neon Demon, nothing actually happens. Yeah, but I had hopes. I was like, I felt like it was going somewhere. I, the and only reason I had hopes is because my friends kept young. hyping it up. You Tag yourself. Now, right? <laughs> I'm the guy who keeps showing up to her job, asking her why she won't respond to my DMs. <laughs> that guy's so you said cool. last night that you loved me. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that guy is the coolest. Yeah, he I sure like, is. I don't need everything like spelled out, but some would be nice. It like this is not a movie where you can just like watch it like the Sapruder film and find out what actually happened. There is no resolution. It doesn't exist. This movie fucking blows. <laughs> now to the rest of my week, because I'm immediately after that, I bet if I look, I gave it like three stars. Like that's pretty good. So womp womp. It's so fucking bad. I hate it so much. <clears throat> so then I snatched the remote away and put on Tomb Raider, the first Angelina Jolie one. Yes. So yes. this movie, Parker, I know you watched this a couple months ago. I sure did. This fucking movie opens with Angelina Jolie fighting a robot. It sure does. That's the cold open. <laughs> the cold open is Angelina Jolie fighting a robot. It is wonderful. It is beautiful in every way. We get a bunch of flashbacks with her dead dad played by John Voight. Which I only bring up because while we were watching, like, we were, like, 30 minutes in, and I elbowed my girlfriend, and I was like, hey, you know who that guy is? She's like, he looks familiar, <laughs> but I don't know. What else is he in? I was like, oh, he's the bad guy in Anaconda. And then she walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all. You are just doing your best, huh? <laughs> After I had to sit through Cam, yes. <laughs> that was... Not Boy, I sure close. hope no one goes back to when I recommended that movie. <laughs> Listen. Hey, Hong Kong. Tomb Raider kind of fucks. It's so good. Parker, can you explain to me what the bad guy's motivations of this movie were? I sure can't. I couldn't <laughs> fucking tell you. Now We should need the planets to align. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah every 5,000 years we get the chance to become God. Yep. Okay, sure, whatever. So, Daniel Craig is in this movie doing a horrible American accent. <laughs> it's so good. And yet it's not the worst accent I heard in a Tomb Raider movie this week. We'll get to that. <laughs> One thing I do want to say to everybody that listens. I know that neither of you is a Game of Thrones guy. Right. I just, I'm somebody that happens to have seen it all. Like, I think it's very pretty to look at and very well acted. And a lot of people talk about it and it's in the cultural zeitgeist. So I could always have conversations about it. Mm -hmm. But the greatest value of watching Game of Thrones is that every single actor in that show is, like, a that guy from the last 20 years of movies. So when I when it's revealed that the bad guy in this movie is the friend zone cuck from Game of Thrones... It's so <laughs> fucking good, dude. <laughs> it's, now, the only other thing that I want to say about this movie is that, for the most part, the... Uh, the, the score is very, you know, typical early 2000s action movie. There's... There's no butt rock. There's no Linkin Park. There's no Disturbed. Why did you watch And this? then the credits roll. It <laughs> fucking Where's Your Head At is playing over them. <laughs> so fucking good. And it is the second funniest credit experience I had this week. Because immediately after this, I watched a movie called Gothica. Oh my oh fucking boy. god. What? So Gothica came out in 2003. And I, my only memory of this movie is that it had some spooky-ass commercials that presumably were on the History Channel or Cartoon Network or one of the things I did when I didn't have any friends when I was 12. Hell, same. So basically, 
Gothica is three movies. Oh my god, this cast. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, first thir- the first act of the movie, we get Halle Berry in the prime slideshow phase of her life as a doctor at this mental institution. She works with a very handsy Robert Downey Jr. Mm. Penelope Cruz is like one of the inmates that she's treating. And, you know, she works with all these mentally ill people. One night, she goes home. She's driving home in the rain. She has to take a detour. She sees an injured girl in the road. She goes out to help her. Next thing she knows, she wakes up in the hospital three days later and finds out that she murdered her husband. So the first third of this movie is this, like, cerebral, like, I have to put it together, like, what happened? There's a lot going on. Halle Berry went from being this respected doctor to being in the same mental asylum as a patient, and she's, like, freaked out. She keeps seeing this ghost girl. She goes into the shower, and something gets carved into her arm that says, not alone, and she's, like, freaked out by it. They show her crime scene photos where somebody painted not alone in her husband's blood on the walls. So, you know, you don't know how possessed she is or what's going on, but you know something fucked up is happening. The second third of this movie, the second act is basically just a horror movie in an asylum with a bunch of jump scares and a ghost girl popping up and the illusion that Penelope Cruz is being raped by a ghost. Oh, thanks, movie. This part of the movie would be really, really good in terms of, like, the way it's shot, the way the music is, except that every time there's a jump scare, Halle Berry just shrieks. (laughs) Like, she shrieks louder than anything that's going on. So all you hear is her fucking screaming. Like, even, like, the jump scares where it's like, oh, she's out in the woods and an owl flies past her. And she just screams. And it is, like, <laughs> loud enough to wake people up in the other room. It is so close to getting there. Because the first third of this movie, I loved. The second third of this movie, I liked. And then we get to the third act. So this movie has a little over a 90-minute runtime. I'm going to break down the last 25 minutes of this movie. Keep in mind... 25 minute period at the end of this movie where a lot of stuff has already happened right okay so the ghost helps Halle Berry break out of the mental asylum she gets in a car the ghost drives her back to her house she's she sees a flashback of her murdering her husband she finds a picture with blood on a pic like on this spot where this cabin is at she goes to the cabin she finds out that her husband is actually a serial rapist and there's still a Mm -hmm. girl that's chained to the bed there she lets the girl go she goes to the cops and tells them what happened she gets out of the mental asylum she goes to jail because they need to figure out what happened with her husband. She finds out in a flashback that her husband had an accomplice. She sits in the jail cell. The movie teases for about 75 seconds that the accomplice is Robert Downey Jr. And then the cop she's talking to says, Haha, just kidding, it's me, and starts a fight scene with her. He chases her through the police station with a shotgun. The ghost tricks him into shooting something that falls on his head, trapping him. She's acquitted. She gets out. The movie ends. <laughs> 25 minutes for all of that and then there's a scene at the end right before the credits roll where her and Penelope Cruz are both out of the mental asylum because it turns out Penelope Cruz wasn't being raped by a ghost she was being raped by the cop the <laughs> cop who had I a love secret a happy se- ending. who had a secret sex dungeon and yet chose to break into a mental asylum to rape a mental patient anyway because reasons it's all about the thrill of the hunt you know that now, I said when I was talking about Tomb Raider this is the, that it was the second best over the credit song that I heard this week. Chris, yes. let me ask you. How many people do you think know what it's like to be the bad man? To be the sad man? <laughs> behind blue eyes. 
The Fred Durst version. The Fred Durst version? (laughs) Fucking credits. It is so fucking 2003. Oh my god. So to my core. I paused the movie because I was laughing so hard as the credits were rolling. Then unpaused and let them roll so I could laugh more. Oh man, I thought I was going to use uh, Don't Pull Your Your Love Out for the closing theme here. I might have to use that. I didn't know that existed. Oh, buddy. Oh, Oh, buddy. (laughs) So this movie is like two parts good and three parts fucking incomprehensible. And it's also the best Halle Berry movie I've seen in like two years. So (laughs) there's that. And then, because at this point it was only four in the morning, so why not find something else to put on? I watched a movie from 1998 called The Ghost in the Darkness. Now let me set up The Ghost in the Darkness for you. The year is 1898. (laughs) The British Empire has tried to build a railway across Africa. They need their best engineer, Colonel Val Kilmer, to complete this bridge across a river. But there's a problem. Because you see... These two lions that are apparently impervious to bullets and all things except for championships are harassing all the players and scaring them off. That took me a second. Now, Chris, I pose to you another question. Yes. It's 1998. There's an expert lion hunter in Africa who they have to bring in to hunt the lions with Val Kilmer. Who do you cast... As the expert lion hunter from Africa. Uh, I have to go with Pete Postlethwaite. <laughs> You're <good>. close. <laughs> Michael Douglas with a mullet. No! <laughs> <laughs> Guys. You've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> so this movie came out in 1998. So there is basically zero CGI. So every time the lions are mauling people, which happen at least two dozen times. It's a lot of jump cuts. Like, oh, God, yes. You don't really get to see the lions maul people, but you can tell they tried. <laughs> this movie <laughs> is less entertaining than I'm making it out to be, oh. to be clear. It is very much a period piece, and Val Kilmer is very, very wooden, as he is apropos to do. <laughs> but there's a dream sequence where Val Kilmer's wife and newborn baby arrive and get mauled by the lion as he's running towards them trying to stop it. <laughs> and it's one of the ten funniest things I saw on the screen in 2018. <laughs> it is so good to see this posh British lady and her newborn just getting mauled by this trained lion. <laughs> it's so good. Good news, the same director did Lost in Space two years later. Oh, nice. Future episode. It might very well be. That that does feel like a future episode. A thousand percent a future episode. this is not a must-watch by any means. This is very skippable. But if you have two hours and you're really bored and a little bit high and want to see Michael Douglas get mauled to death by lions... And you know I do. This is your movie. Skip. So then I watched a movie called Daybreakers. Oh, fuck yes! Daybreak. <laughs> I had a feeling that was Daybreak forever. <laughs> so Daybreakers, as you can probably assume from the title, is a movie about vampires. Oh. What you probably don't realize, Chris, Chris, <laughs> the year is 2019 in this movie. 
It has been 10 years since the plague turned 90% of the Earth's population into vampires. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, what do you think it means to be a vampire in 2019, 10 years after the plague? Don't worry, I'll tell you. Oh. It means you dress like a noir detective and have yellow CGI eyes. No! <laughs> yes. Yes. So this movie stars Ethan Hawke and is played 100% completely straight. Ah, we both saw incredible Ethan Hawke performances this week. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Hawke is a blood doctor who feels really bad for the humans that are just, like, basically on Minority Report-style uh, tables, just having their blood drained all the time. Oh. But you see there's a blood crisis, because they're running out of humans, and they have to come up with a synthetic. Oh, no. We learn oh. that Ethan Hawke's brother is the one that turned him. We learn a lot of things. Oh, no. We learn that Ethan Hawke actually has a lot of empathy for the humans. There's a fight with a fucking... <laughs> There's a fight with a fucking Robert Rodriguez ass vampire in Ethan Hawke's house when his brother's there. <laughs> then he gets into a car accident with some humans and hides them from the vampire cops. They take them they take him to their leader, who is played by former vampire turned back human, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna stop you now. Where is this streaming? <laughs> it's on Prime. Uh oh. It is very on Prime. <laughs> Related movies, 30 Days a Night. Well, someone's just going to make an <laughs> evening out of it, boys. Because, uh, ooh, continue. So, so there's excited. only a little bit more of this movie I want to talk about. I, there's a lot that's going on. And honestly, on the whole, this movie's actually pretty good. Like, surprisingly so. It is a lot less schlocky than you think it would be for a vampire movie with Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe. It's like, it's played totally straight. And it's kind of good that it is. Um, the cure for vampirism in this movie is standing out in the sunlight to the point where you catch on fire and then getting thrown in the water. <laughs> Which is pretty that's fucking funny. That's pretty great. That's good stuff. There's a scene at the end. Towards the end. Okay, so Willem Dafoe and uh, Ethan Hawke are trying to rescue nameless, faceless girl that's in their vampire clique. Or their, their anti-vampire clique. Their human clique. They encounter Ethan Hawke's brother again. They convince Ethan Hawke's brother not to do anything. Like, he's just like, guys, you know, I'm your brother. You know, it's cool. We're all good. Then he gets taken by a vampire urge and bites Willem Dafoe. <laughs> they find out that the blood of the, the people that used to be vampires that were turned back human turns all vampires back human. So his brother <laughs> becomes human again. They go to fight Bob Evil at the, the vampire corporate center. Ethan Hawke's oh, yes. brother s sacrifices himself to save them. The security team devours him. The guys at the front of the security team turn back into humans. The row of vampires behind them then devours the first row of the security team. And this just keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> there is this huge fight between all these security members, half of which have just been turned into humans again, half of which are vampires trying to devour them, and at the end, all of them die. Great. <laughs> it's really Movies are great. It's real fucking cool. I just wanted to hit the highlights because I know nobody's ever going to fucking watch this movie. But, like, it's kind of worth watching. Except. Like, this, is, this is one of the better movies I watched this week. Oh, man. So then That's I watched, a lot. <laughs> then I watched 2005's Into the Blue. Oh, my God, I forgot. <laughs> Continuing the constant theme with these next two movies. Of shark movies on this podcast. Yes. Y'all. I don't understand how this movie bombed. So this came out in 2005. 
It stars Paul Walker and Jessica Alba, both at the peak of their powers. <laughs> this movie tonally reminds me a lot of The Rundown, a movie that I love dearly. That's quite good. This movie has four people getting killed by sharks. <laughs> this movie has Josh Brolin with a grog, like a gringy ass beard, murdering a bunch of drug dealers. Okay, now we're talking. This movie has more people getting murdered by sharks. Oh my god! This movie has like five foot four Scott Can playing Paul Walker's brother, <laughs> and just being a complete douchebag lawyer the whole time. This movie, like, you can tell that somebody watched Bad Boys and was like, yeah, but what if we made Bad Boys in the ocean? What if we just made Bad Boys with Paul Walker hunting for treasure at the bottom of the sea? It's real good. It's such a simpler time where someone could just see a popular movie and go, yeah, but what if sharks? And then they'd get $100 million to make it. (laughs) This movie cost $50 million to make and made 11 back, and I don't understand how. Because this is... This is so fucking watchable. We as a society failed Paul Walker, and it's our fault. We did. It is. It is entirely our fault. Also, I was reading the trivia for this movie, and apparently a lot of Jessica Alba's stunt double scenes were shot with a stunt double in a bikini, so they made her go back and reshoot scenes that she was clothed in wearing a bikini. (laughs) (laughs) 2005 was such a cool year. (laughs) Can we just pivot this podcast to be only movies between 1997 and 2008, please? You know what? Oh, that would cut out Space Jam. Well, (laughs) but then you wouldn't have to see Captain Marvel. Oh, you're right. Hey. (laughs) Poggers. How mad do you think Joel would get Into the Blue is is a hard recommend for you. For most of the people that listen to this podcast, you will like this movie a lot. (laughs) So then I watched another movie with sharks called Tomb Raider Cradle of Life. There's sharks? Is that the the second one? That is the second one. Alright, I only saw the first one. Yeah, apparently me too, because I didn't know there were sharks in it. That's a game changer. I'm going to run down the first 15 minutes of this movie. So this movie starts with Chekhov's earthquake at a wedding in Greece. That's great. God. It reveals a temple on the bottom of the sea. Lara Croft <laughs> and her Greek goons go into the temple. They all get murdered by men with harpoons. Lara Croft reveals her six-shooter pistol that shoots harpoons to fire back at the enemies. <sighs> the bad guys try to collapse the temple with Lara still in it. She swims out, realizes she doesn't have enough time to get to the surface, so she slices her arm open, waits for a shark to come by, and rides the shark to the surface. Oh my when God. she gets to the surface, she punches the shark in the face to get him to go away. Oh my God. Jump oh my cut God. to a plane where the guy who played Mance Raider on Game of Thrones <laughs> is in a meeting with all of his henchmen. He informs them all that one of them is a traitor, and also that they've all been infected with Ebola. <laughs> He gives all of them but the traitor the antidote on this closed plane and just watches this dude die of Ebola in midair. <laughs> and then the rest of the movie happens. There's Ebola in a Laura Croft movie? There sure is. Because they're searching for the cradle of life, a.k.a. Pandora's box. And apparently when you open the box, it releases a disease upon the world. <laughs> Now, who is guarding the box, you might ask? The answer, of course, is CGI shadow people. Of course. she fights for 20 minutes. Now, (laughs) remember how I said Daniel Craig's accent in the first one was just completely reprehensible? 
Gerard Butler is in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Gerard Butler, in real life, is Scottish. His character in this movie is also Scottish. And I cannot understand a fucking word that he says. (laughs) It is the most fat bastard ass accent I've ever heard. It's completely impossible to understand a word he fucking says. It is completely impossible to understand his motivations in this movie. We meet him. He is doing ceiling push-ups at a jail in Kazakhstan. He's freed. (laughs) They go to China. They fight some Chinese guys. They shoot a bunch of terracotta army soldiers, because of course they do. (laughs) They go to Africa to find the cradle of life. Gerard Butler gets handcuffed to a, uh, a computer somewhere because Lara Croft is like, I can't trust you. He comes back, saves her, kills the bad guy, and then goes, yeah, well, I'm taking this box so I can go sell it now. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the whole thing is like this, this love story, this forbidden love between the two of them because he's like a mercenary that only cares about money. But you find out that he loves her more than money. And then he loves money more than her, and then she shoots him, and then the movie's over. Ugh. Also, this movie ends in a gay joke. Oh my god. 2003. 2005, whenever this came out. <laughs> Yom Dabat must be protected. <laughs> I forgot he directed those. Listen, the, so I watched the first 15 minutes of this and messaged Parker and said, I don't want to talk about it because it's a future episode. And then I saw the rest <laughs> of the movie, and it's not. Oh. <laughs> but those first 15 minutes are unbelievable <laughs> it is one of the best cold openings I've seen to a movie in a long time now after this speaking of unbelievable cold opens I went back and revisited an old favorite because I rewatched Tokyo Drift the only rewatch I had this week now I've seen Tokyo Drift maybe seven times in my life and every single time the movie starts and they get into that first chase where he's racing the rich kid and every single time I forget the ball with the boss starts playing <laughs> <laughs> The 2000s are the most powerful decade. And they're just That's, doing it's it. official. That first race is just from like the neighborhood level of Tony Oxford Skater 3. <laughs> Isn't it one of the kids from Home Improvement too? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think probably. so. Probably. It looks probably. like him. Now that you say that, it looks just fucking like him. <laughs> Love content. So my girlfriend had never seen this movie. What? Was also, was also very tired and fell asleep before the end, so it will be in my future again. Don't <laughs> But she looked at me 25 minutes into the movie and said, wait, he's supposed to be in high school? <laughs> and that sums up Tokyo Trip. That's the best part of Fury 7 when he comes back in like, you look 47. <laughs> <laughs> you look older than Vin Diesel. You were supposed to be in high school in this fucking movie. Is that the one with the Incredible Hulk car? It sure fucking is. Boy, is it. Driven, of course, by Bow Wow. <laughs> whose character's name is Twinkie. <laughs> Tokyo Drift is so fucking good. I've been trying to figure out all week how to get Drift King vanity plates for my car. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I can't wait. <laughs> There's your ending music. <laughs> Just the song for when the elevator opens. <laughs> What's TK stand for? I mean, it's, Donkey Kong? It's, go- it's going to be Ball with the Ball. You guys know that. <laughs> Good. I appreciate right. that. So two more movies. Oh, Holy God. shit. Jesus. Powerful. I finally watched a movie I've been talking about for a couple weeks called Kill Switch. The, the Dan Stevens sci-fi movie oh. with the dimensional oh. portal. Now you have to realize this, this is two movies. One of the movies is a bunch of flashbacks of Dan Stevens with his family 
and Dan Stevens interviewing at this weird company where stuff's going on. They give him a lot of money. And it's like a kind of interesting character study. The other movie that this is, and it vacillates between the two, is basically every first-person shooter like cutscene that you can think of. Oh, no. Where you run around with a HUD, and a character's like, oh my god, he's right there, follow me. And then you run for a little <laughs> bit, and then some exposition happens, and then it cuts back to the other movie. And then five minutes later, you do the same thing, like, oh my god, drone coming! <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. So for the first 20 minutes, I was really into this. And it just got worse and worse and worse. This is only, like, 90 minutes long. It's a really neat conceit. Like, I wish they had explored it further. But at the end of the day, if you've ever played any of the campaigns in Call of Duty, or any of the campaigns in Halo, or any of the campaigns in any fucking console shooter ever, you've experienced this movie. Oh, looks like the, I haven't experienced this movie, though. <laughs> the, the the plot, like, the, the conceit of the plot is kind of cool. Like, basically, this company creates a mirror dimension to ours that's supposed to be unpopulated so they can harvest energy from it because the Earth is running out of natural resources or whatever. Dan Stevens gets sent over to the other side and he finds out that in the mirror world there are also mirror copies of all the people in the real world even though it wasn't supposed to happen. So basically it, it, it comes to be that he has to destroy one of the universes and has to figure out whether he wants to destroy the real universe or the Echo and like there's all these like there's all these basically video game NPCs that show up for two scenes and then die. Like, it's... There was a lot of promise here, and it was wasted. It was the director's first movie. I'm curious to see what he does next, if he ever works again. Because he had some good ideas in this. And then finally, last night, I watched a movie called Breakout. Oh, what is this? Now, Breakout is a movie from 2013. So, Brendan Fraser... Oh, fuck yes. Is an environmentalist. Oh, don't talk his, to me about environmentalism his, after this movie. Him and, his, <laughs> him and his environmentalist goons go to some like logging company and tie themselves to a bunch of trees. One of the logging company guys gets rough with one of the, the girls in his party, so he like pushes the guy on the ground. The guy falls on a rock and dies. So Brendan Fraser goes to jail. Jump cut to the future. We see the guy from Prison Break and his brain-damaged brother are running away from Georgia or some <laughs> southern state to Canada, where they've rented a cabin. Oh, so it's good time. Yeah, they get to the cabin. <laughs> they get to the cabin. The guy, the guy who owns the cabin shows up. is like, your check bounced. You got to get the fuck out of here. I rented it to somebody else. So naturally, Prison Break guy chases him into the woods and then shoots him in the head. <laughs> okay. Unbeknownst right. to him... Brendan Fraser, who is in jail's kids, are on a canoeing trip with the cuck that may or may not be dating Brendan Fraser's wife. <laughs> and they witness this. So, prison break guy and his brain-damaged brother start hunting down the kids in the woods. Brendan Fraser's wife finds out about this, breaks him out of jail by leaving a car by his work camp. By the way, Brendan Fraser in this movie... His work detail in prison is to go cut down trees. And for an environmentalist, I feel like this movie's the equivalent of, like, a Muslim being forced to eat pork. <laughs> so she helps him break out. They run around through the woods a lot. Um, there's a lot of shooting. This movie ends on one of the kids stepping on a bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, a huge showdown at, like, the bear trap where they're trying to save the kid. The, um, the brain-damaged brother does a face turn and basically saves the kid and gets shot by his brother inadvertently, and then both of them die. Fade to black, 
two lines about Brendan Fraser be two voiceover lines about Brendan Fraser being pardoned. Roll credits. <laughs> so this movie, I have two comments on this movie. The first one, one of the one of the things this movie did. So the brain damaged brother, like you find out pretty early on that him and Prison Break guy's mom died like a while ago, like while he was like hospitalized. But like he doesn't understand that their mom is gone. He finds when they're chasing him through the woods, he finds the girl's phone and gets a call from mom and thinks it's his mom. So there's this dialogue that goes on back and forth between him and the girl's mom where she like realizes what's going on and like tries to manipulate this guy based on that. Fantastic idea. I really love the idea of just the guy seeing mom pop up on a caller ID and thinking it's his mom because he's been brain damaged. Mm -hmm. But they go to it like nine times and it really wears out its welcome. Sounds about right. Yeah, now this movie's not good. It's fine, like it's watchable. But boy, howdy if this movie had a Sasquatch. Oh my god. If, oh, you say that about every movie? Yeah, but if the reveal two-thirds of the way through this movie is like uh, Prison Break guys hunting these kids and Brendan Fraser's fighting back, and then a Sasquatch starts trying to murk both of them <laughs> and they have to work together, this would be five stars. If there was a secret Brendan Fraser Sasquatch movie... I would be livid that no one told me, first of all. This, like, the whole time, because I was watching it with, a, with several other people, the whole time I was sitting there like, this movie is so ripe for Sasquatch. Like, you just it would keep been, waiting for it him to see, like, a It would have just dovetailed in seamlessly. They're running around in the Canadian wilderness, you know. There's a lot of them just, like, running through these, like, uninhabited areas, and you see this one thing that might be, like, a cave. You're like, oh, I bet a Yeti lives in there. <laughs> <laughs> so close. I wonder so if he close. has a cutout of Shrek. but yeah incredibly powerful week for me i watched some shit yeah i can tell okay so uh so jealous i actually forgot i have one more to add here i uh went out with some friends and uh we were like hey let's watch uh bandersnatch and make gabby make all the decisions because uh, I think, Alex, you said something about you made, like, your one drunk friend make all the decisions, and then he yelled at the TV. That was Parker. But yeah. Oh, it was Parker. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we we're like, well, Gabby's basically a drunk person, so we could just, uh, you know, make mm-hmm. her do it all. And it, it was uh, it was an enjoyable experience. I think, Alex, you basically you basically nailed everything that I feel about Bandersnatch in your uh, little uh, diatribe about it. It's, it's good. It's an interesting concept. Uh, it tries very, very hard to say something, and it ends up saying absolutely nothing at all. This movie, and this, is the show entirely like this? It's all just like, I what if the computer was all inside your head, mate? You know, it's, so it's like that. The first season of the show is actually pretty good, and then it just gets worse and worse every single season afterwards. The pilot of Black Mirror is worth watching. <coughs> It's so good. The second episode is pretty good. The third episode is already where you're at with Bandersnatch. So. See, my, my thing about uh, Bandersnatch, and I, I guess Black Mirror as a whole, is that science fiction, the way that this show kind of operates, should be used to say something. Uh, it should be used to create a dialogue. It should not be like, trigger warning for Parker, Star Wars, where they don't really say anything. It's just like, it'll just tell a lame story about good versus evil, who cares? It's fine. It, I, I think it ought to like move forward and say it's stuff. That's, yeah, I, that's just fine. the way that I feel about it. Uh 
But I think the problem with Banner Snatch and maybe Black Mirror as a whole, I can't really judge something I haven't seen yet, is that it says things about technology that don't really interest me. I, I think I'd prefer if they started talking about humanity. I prefer a more human storyline. This doesn't talk about any of the characters. The characters are decently well characterized, but I, I don't really care about them as people, you know? And instead it's just talking about, well, you know, choose your own adventure storylines. It's... It's kind of fucked up, mate. Now, that's the voice that I'm doing for it. Everyone else is like, oi, what if your phone was in the boot of me car sort of thing? But that Colin guy, the really, really ugly guy with the blonde hair, I can't get over his fucking voice. off Twitter for being ugly. He really was so fucking hideous. Like, he, I think he was, uh, for a while, we were just like, is he really British? Because he's not great at the accent. Turns out he just sounds like that. <laughs> he was also in that American movie, We Are the Millers, which uh, Parker has in his future. And uh, Aww, this... <laughs> my dad that movie. And uh, this... <laughs> uh, I think I, we couldn't get over the way he kept saying, alternate timeline, you have to go back and do this again. And Gabby was rolling on the floor, screaming, why don't you just do what I want you to do? <laughs> Uh, there were a couple of Hobson's choices that I kind of liked. It's either pour tea on the computer or uh, break computer or something like that. We got to the point where uh, we were just like, uh, we were sick and tired of seeing that one guy who reviews video games say our game wasn't good enough. We're like, look, it doesn't matter what it takes. We're just going to make our game really, really good. Which is like, oh, almost like we're getting sucked into the Banner Snatch itself. But at the end, it cost us our father, which I guess spoiler for the show, but you know, it. I don't even know that I liked it quite as much as you guys did. It's okay. Uh, there's some good things in it. I think uh, the best part was the ninja fight. Uh, that was pretty yeah. cool. Uh, did you? Did you, either one of you guys try jumping out the window? No. Okay, so if you jump out the window... I didn't do it either. Because just thought, like, oh, fuck yeah, we're going to fight. Uh, uh, my friend Rebecca, she chose jump out the window. And a production crew saves you. The director calls uh, your character by the actor's name. He says, look, guys, we can't be doing this. And then you have to go back. I, I thought that was pretty, uh, that's pretty clever, too. You know, break the fourth wall. Uh, anyway, Bandersnatch. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Batman and Harley Quinn. Guys, the reason we chose this is uh, every once in a while, we, you know, back in the past, some of our best movies or our best episodes have always been about something where we were really able to dig in on something that was really bad. Like, we took a lot of notes. We're just like, we've got to talk about this. Got to talk about this. Don't forget about that scene. I've got a good joke for that or something like this. Batman and Harley Quinn is one I've had in my back pocket for a while. There's a lot of stuff that goes wrong here. Uh, I'll start with this. Batman the Animated Series is one of my all-time favorite shows. It's something that... There we go. Ah, they... <laughs> you don't even get to talk about, oh, it's a baby cartoon. Who quotes Rugrats more than you? Who quotes Hey Arnold more than you? Hey, he didn't yeah, say anything. See, I know they're baby cartoons. Yeah, sure you do. Anyway. Well, actually, Batman's yeah. for adults. No, uh, no I, here's the thing. Don't out. make fun of me. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. So the thing about Batman is that the animated series is that I wouldn't say it's for children. I think it's for everyone. It's it's <laughs> that's it's not really like oh this is more of an adult cartoon, which is I guess what John Crick Lucy said about Ren and Stimpy. I don't think he understood his own creation. That's very you guys. It's not case. as much of a car, uh, cartoon so much as it is a thriller. I, <laughs> I will flip this fucking table over. Anyway, I say that based on what is about to come up later on. Uh, so one of the things I liked about the original... The only thing coming up is Bruce Tim writing this. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I liked about the original show is that, you know, the animation was really good and the art was really cool. And then, like, as soon as the movie starts off, it's still just like, well, no one cared about the backgrounds. Just no one cares about these <laughs> fucking rectangular buildings they're putting in here. 
just like fucking all whatever. of these DC movies, all the cartoons look like absolute dog shit, and they have for like five or six years now. Yeah, they look terrible. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know can I actually be. go the other way on this? You really like, like the I animation think... in this movie? It was very '90s anime, which made it feel nostalgic to me. Oh, because the animation was objectively bad. Like it it's was. Not, <laughs> it's not good. I'm not saying it's yeah. good. I just didn't hate it. Oh, I could definitely say I hate it because the original animation for the show was like very, very smooth. The characters moved in a certain way. There's like, okay, this works well. Everything just like it felt right in the original show. Everything was very I, fluid. Honestly, like during the fight scenes in this, I felt like I was watching Outlaw Star, which take that as you will. Because much rather be watching cool. Outlaw Star. <laughs> I mean, yes, but but the animation is so choppy in this. It's it's yes, very, very I know. poor. Like. It's like, I mean, I got this all out of my system during the fucking killing joke. Don't think I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Abomination. God almighty. Yeah. It's, it, it, to me, it's just very hard to watch because I, I have high standards because I watched the original show. Uh, also, this is a bit of a nitpick, but I don't like the fact that I can see Nightwing's eyes inside of his eyes. Like, that was that kind was, of unsettling. That was weird. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree with that. Actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and I think the difference in our opinion on this just comes from I have, like, no real affinity for Batman the Animated Series. Like, I'm aware of his existence. I've seen a couple episodes, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't put it on a pedestal in any way. So, I, in my mind, I'm not comparing it to that at all. Okay, the, the Parker, you and me seen, will have but... to take the reins here. Alex, you can sit back. So, basically, <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I grew up with this. Parker, I, I think you grew up with this as well. Look at me. <laughs> Please. It's written all over my face. So, how many hand job jokes were in the original cartoon? Not enough, clearly. Because <laughs> there's at least two in here. He says, uh, he, he goes to interview, Batman goes to interview this uh, chief of police, I guess. And he says, and then chief of police says, hey, what Mistress Ilsa does for me is considered therapy in some countries. That's supposed to be a joke. We were supposed to laugh Got at him. that. <laughs> Coming. I mean, it's it's so bad because right off the bat, you know it's not going to work. The animation isn't going to hook you. The voice is already not very great. The voice and, acting is horrible. Yeah. To the and, point where uh, I downloaded this movie twice because I thought I got like a bad codec or something. <laughs> Fan dub or something. Uh, <laughs> I think well, what it is. My not favorite part of Batman was Not always... only do the voices all sound <laughs> stupid, but they sound disjointed from the rest of the, like, what's going on in the background sound in the movie. It feels right. like they recorded the audio, like, the voice audio afterwards and just, like, overdubbed it. And it doesn't sound like it all blends together. Like, the, whoever edited the audio in this movie did a horrible, horrible job. I think one of the most annoying things about this is that in the original show, they recorded, like, a radio show where they were all in the same room with, like, blinders. So they could, like, being in the same room kind of, like, helps you record, you know? It's like you're reacting to someone else and you can change your tone to match someone else's or something like that or react in a certain way. This feels like they were recording in different rooms on different days, possibly on different planes of existence. Like, the way that Harley Quinn responds to Nightwing, no, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be. It just doesn't feel like they're even, like, both human beings. I don't know what you guys are talking about. My favorite part of Batman as a kid was thinking about the commissioner just getting a nice ropey hand job. <laughs> so, in that bad boy up. So, did they really have to make fun of that elderly Jewish couple? Did they have to do that? <laughs> Take that. <laughs> and they went back to it. Right, they, they kept made doing the first it. Joke, and then they just cycled back, like, oh, this is funny. They're going to love this. So <laughs> here's what kind of bugs me is that 
I don't even know if uh, is that really making fun of them. It just feels like it's an extended joke that goes nowhere and it doesn't do anything except like pad out the runtime. Be like, oh shit, Boy. we have to release this to theaters. We have to make this over an hour. So <laughs> much runtime padding. Oh, do yeah. I have the movie for you? If you like <laughs> jokes that are extended, well beyond the point they need to be. I, I think like the biggest thing about it is like it's not just the jokes that are like padded for like uh, just. First of all, they completely screw up the timing when you run that joke that long. Like, there's a scene where Robin confronts Harley Quinn, like, the first time he sees her, and he's like, where's Poison Ivy? And she just stares at him with her hands on her hips. And you're, like, looking around, like, did the movie freeze or whatever? She's not even moving. And then it just cuts back to him. He's like, you're going to tell me. He's like, no, she's just stood there for, like, ten seconds. She had a stroke. So I, I don't know what that was all about. I think they just, like... Okay, so when you edit something, and like for me, when I edit audio, I, you can you can kind of like stretch it out a bit. I think they did that with like the video. They just like yeah, let's just have this run and like almost slow motion, except it was just a standstill thing because they're not great at animating. Uh, I just couldn't. Good news, guys. Teacher said it just needs to be eight page maximum. So let's <laughs> get those periods bigger. Let's fuck those margins. Yeah. <laughs> let's just have her stand there, mouth yeah. agape like a horse's ass. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I felt like this was supposed to be an episode of a TV show that just never saw air. Like I thought it was. It, it felt like a nice, concise little 44-minute plot that just fluffed out into, like, movie length. So, apparently, just, there was a lost episode. Why does this episode. exist? There was a lost why episode is... of... Sorry. Go ahead. Good enough. You're fine. Okay. Just, like, thinking about the entire plot. You guys are in big fucking trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> like, with how this plot resolves itself. Why does this exist? Because Bruce Tim was horny online. Anyway. Uh... I will... I, so, as sort of a corollary to that, why is this called Batman and Harley Quinn and not just Harley Quinn? Why uh, well, is you, Batman's you, name in this at all? Why, why is you, Batman even here? Because Batman's so If you look more. at the DC animated stuff, like, Batman is shoehorned into almost all of it. Yeah. Like, they did one with the Justice League Dark, which is like Swamp Thing and a bunch of monsters, and also Batman's on the cover. <laughs> that would people buy it. Like, it's almost every single one of them. I think Batman this is a is way to, like, there. trick eight year olds into watching it somehow. Uh, speaking of eight-year-old boners watching the cartoon lady sing and dance. Yeah, so my thing about that is, uh, okay, so seeing blood in the opening scene, it's almost kind of clever from the, like, the directors being like, look, we have actual blood in this. We were not allowed to show that on the original show. This sort of goes like, look, this is going to be a little more adult-oriented. Just, like, it's almost like a warning, you know? And I, I admit the blood in the opening scene kind of made my eyes wide. I'm like, oh, hey, this is different. I mean, that's not expected in the cartoon, but there's nothing wrong with adult themes in animation. If anything, I've been pushing for more of it. We should we should shed batteries, free ourselves from censorship, etc., burn our bras. That being said... I wish said, the poop emoji said the end word. <laughs> that be- <laughs> he came close. That being said, I was so embarrassed to see that there's a fucking restaurant in Gotham called Super Babes. But then I realized that's not a restaurant. That's basically the American equivalent of a fucking Japanese maid cafe. God. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I sure do hate that correlation that's in my head forever. That's right, don't you? So I then you get to see. I can't believe Harley Quinn is introduced in an upskirt shot. Thank you so much, Bruce <laughs> really? Tim. I can't believe that. <laughs> well, I didn't know Bruce Tim was okay. like this. Well, let me ask you guys this. This is probably the first media I've ever consumed that prominently featured Harley Quinn. Is Harley Quinn not just like this all the time? No, she's not. Okay, so I watched in the original cartoon, she's kind of like 
she's got like a female Daffy Duck, uh, except that she's sort of like a hench woman sort of thing. She's almost like a kind of like a joke character that they added along. Uh, Everything that she does in this movie, she doesn't really do in the cartoon until it sort of, like, develops itself. She is not, like, she's not, like, uh, slutty or anything like that, and she's not even, like, this kooky or anything. She's there to help the Joker, and the, the cartoon's worth watching for. She actually has a couple of her own episodes that are worth watching. Mad Love is pretty good. She almost gets killed in that episode, and she's just a more interesting character. In the, uh, Well, then I wouldn't have this, right? Then I wouldn't have Suicide Squad. Then I went to have Margot Robbie making her own standalone movie. So, oh my god! <laughs> so good news, no, we don't have to see She's a really good him. actress because uh, I like her boobies. <laughs> Please don't quote one of my old coworkers, who I'm almost a thousand percent sure named their daughter Harley Quinn. Um, I didn't know Can you were not making promises. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, another thing that's different about her is that her voice is just, like, really, really off. It's, it's like, way too New York somehow. It's, like, Chris? way too nasally. Chris? Yeah? Female Michael Rappaport. My thoughts. Oh, wow. I think you kind of <laughs> nailed it, actually. Fuck you. Well, Anyway. Uh, the good news is in the restaurant scene, it, it, I mean, at least we see that groping is the worst sexual assault that will be featured in this movie, right? Right? Parker, that's... Parker. Thank Parker. goodness. I need you to tell yeah. me that that's going to be the worst sexual assault that we'll see in this movie. <laughs> Thank I goodness we have to... <laughs> because I've never had sex. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been assaulted sexually. Now, uh, Nor will I ever, first of all. Anyway, uh... Poison Ivy is trying to turn the entire world into plant people. That's really stupid. So Batman and Nightwing, who used to be Robin, I think I don't I don't read comics. Uh, don't like, worry about okay, it. Okay, we'll search for Harley Quinn. Excuse me, they said that in the movie. They sure did. Yeah, but Chris, I, maybe you should have paid attention instead of doing work at your job. I didn't watch this at work. Trust me. Third time's the <laughs> like charm. Like a janitor Chris. walked by me watching this, I wouldn't be able to live it down. Anyway, uh, so uh, it was him. He's watching the cartoons. <laughs> no, Night, <laughs> Nightwing uh, confronts her, and he's like, "Where's Poison Ivy?" And she has her fists on her hips for like ten seconds. And he's like, "Did you freeze out?" Or oh, she's anime. There we go. He kind of turns into a bit of a dick, like, making fun of her working at a restaurant. Be like, oh, you work for minimum wage plus tips. It's just like, yeah, just shit on her. She's trying to turn her life around. You want information. You get more flies with molasses than you do with vinegar. I think the saying. First of all, there's no way that in 2017, Gotham wasn't already on that $15 minimum wage. That's true, yeah. (laughs) The other thing is that she retorts by calling him Nightwig. For a while, I thought the voice actress had a cold, but she's like, no, because in this one I, comic, you I had a mullet. I felt like that was an improvised joke because of the way the voice actress said it. You say that, but it kept coming up. It kept coming up. It just wasn't yeah, any no, And I he even addresses it. it. Like, haha, you oh. said Nightwig. Just keep doing it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, bend over this time while you do it. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It just bothered me because it's somehow worse than those juvenile uh, things from the Joker when he would be like, call him Bat Brain or something like that. You're like, okay, that's, I don't know about that. Then she calls him Nightwig. You're like, no, you just removed a letter from it. You can't just do that. So uh, then Bat a Brain fight. sounds like a waiting ass joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then the fight scene happens. The fight scene happens, and Nightwing tries to kill her. 
Uh, Finally, <laughs> been waiting twenty years to watch Nightwing punch this New York twenty-year-old woman who had her braid broken. Very cool. Now oh, I have to change my voice for this. Excuse me. I have difficulty believing Harley Quinn could incapacitate Nightwing, but what do I know? I've never read a comic. I just watched a show that invented this character, SpongeBob. (laughs) (laughs) However, I think the most critical thing here is that he throws that trash can lid, and she ducks, and it careens off the alleyway and hits her in the head. She should be dead. (laughs) <laughs> fucking murders her in cold blood in the alley and leaves her <laughs> yeah I can't find her I can't find poison better movie. movie better movie <laughs> it's basically a troll in Central Park now that's all we get out of it and uh, she sticks him with the uh, Joker gas and she says that's the only useful thing I ever got from that ass hat now guys I want to ask do you think the Joker got banned from ETI for being an ass hat I hate this <laughs> you're making this so much worse than fast <laughs> So, um, a scene... Joker had really smelly shoes. <laughs> so Guys, we... he was hiking for two weeks beforehand. Guys, he had to hike all the way back to It was a smell that could not Guys, be cleansed by a shower. Sp- spraying beaver tail with Joker toxin. <laughs> we I'm can't... imagining a reshoot of Batman Begins where the Joker just sticks his feet in the water instead of Scarecrow's toxin. <laughs> Solomon Grundy sits down and that dude makes that noticeable look at the camera like, what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> Solomon Grundy won't a wild ride. <laughs> it's a smell that could not be cleansed by a shower. <laughs> that is so cool. The Joker's fucking rictus grin as he goes to the back of AGDQ and starts scratching his armpits. <laughs> Remember that time Joker trolled all of Gotham by laying down on that bridge? <laughs> Joker spun Harley Quinn around on the cube. And that's how we got to the upstart, folks. The cookies I made for you, Batsy, that you didn't even want. Alright, let's talk about the rape scene. Which one? I the rape scene went well. Uh, <laughs> Very tastefully well. done. See, the way they turned the lights, you couldn't see the penetration. That's right. And he does smile, and she takes it as consent. She forces it, but still. Penetration. Lights. Penetration. The movie sort of ends. (laughs) We show all of it. It was... uh, We don't see the rape. We see more the implication of rape. You know what's worse is that, thank God it doesn't actually show it, but... I, somehow worse before is when she bends over. It's just the most ridiculous looking yeah. butt I've ever seen. It's, it's real fun because I forgot the scene was coming. So here are two notes separated by about five seconds. Yeah. She's just going to stay in her cleavage heavy outfit this whole movie, huh? Oh no. <laughs> as it washed over me, she began to strip as he was tied down like, oh. Oh, jinkies. And then when Batman busts in later, she's just dressed in a fucking Harley Quinn outfit. I'm sorry, what? Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm going to go through the rigors of sexual assault while you're tied to this bed, but then I'm gonna put my supervillain costume on. Oh, I think that was I think it was pretty clear that they had finished a couple zesty rounds or something like that. First of all, her ass is fucking sweet. First of all, she said the words twenty minutes. So I I mean that's at least three rounds then. So I mean hypothetically, if I could be nice. Yeah, anyway. Uh that's the thing is so the question is, did they have sex? And the answer is, yes, of course. What are you, crazy? Because, like, afterwards she says, she describes it as, I can't believe 
Blinsons. Naughty Fun Time. And cool. That sounds like hey, very cool. That. And uh, <laughs> Nightwing describes it as uh, he made out. And uh, come on now, they he when when Batman asked him, "So did you get what you need?" And he immediately says, "Yeah." And I was just like, "Okay, yeah, you busted a nut." Great. So good, good job, Chris. This podcast came full circle, and Robin finally got to bust that nut. You know, you know what? The, well, it took him until he became Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> he grew into a big, strong man, sexually assaulted. Well, that's the thing she, she says is like, "Oh, you look a little older now." And then she very clearly stares at his cock. And then she's, she gets a slice while she looks up at his head. That is not just like, a, oh, he's muscular sort of thing. It's like, no, no, no. She wants the piston. So That's the punchline. That she rapes this man that's tied down. Yeah. I'm Next sorry, it's not rape. episode, 40 Days and 40 Nights. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I misspoke. It's not rape. He's like, yeah, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be so bad. And then that's all it takes. Then she says, I'm oh, taking that as a yes. If you think that that's yes, okay... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's switch the roles here, you know? That they, they, we talk about say affirmative no, consent. He here. would never say no because <laughs> of the implications. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna suck you, fuck. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> Naughty fun time. <laughs> Hit my fucking back. <laughs> so the movie ends up being, I can't believe this, a global warming movie. I can't believe this is a global warming movie. I can't believe they made the villains environmentalists. I can't believe Chris? the big evil green plant man is too afraid to say shit and has to substitute crap. Chris? <laughs> Batman is the bad guy in this movie. <laughs> You're That's not wrong. <laughs> You just had Harley fuck Robin. You could say shit. She says shit. Well, I know this wasn't intentional, but right before the sex scene happens, when he says, the things I'm going to do for Gotham, <laughs> you know I wrote it down as a triple X line. <laughs> <laughs> you know I did do it too. <laughs> Nightwing in that big fur coat. So then, so then uh, Batman confronts him, and he's just like, He's like Bill Belichick mad at him, just not saying anything. And uh, that's making a space. And Robin, not Robin, <laughs> Nightwing says, Oh, look, you never made out with a supervillain. You didn't make out with her. You fucked her. We all know it. And then that she is, says to him, we Oh, an adult virgin, it, so he wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like, you, you know, it's. <laughs> in case you weren't sure if that was a sex scene, uh, she says, Maybe I'll call you sometime, like when I'm out of batteries or something. Thank you, Bruce Tim. Thank you. Thank you for telling the world that Harley Quinn has a vibrator. I was very curious. Now I know. It's so cool knowing this character only. Wait, wait, Parker, 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 like stop. Broke her Parker, brain. Parker, Parker. We have to stop. We have to have a chase scene. We have to have a chase scene. I'm so it has sorry. To take You're right. Twenty Not minutes. It has to show no this fucking dude who doesn't even have a name. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why this happened. I wrote like, down. I the movie wasn't long enough. See what this punchline is, and then it happens. <laughs> I just paused it and kind of. Got up, made a drink, St- walked in the apartment for a little <laughs> bit. Stood her up at prom. It's funny, right? No. Are you sure? No, you know what's funny? A fart scene. In Batman. Which one? There's two the fart scenes. The only way scenes. to watch this movie is while making the soy face for 70 minutes. She gets mad you and know, yells at him. He gets mad and yells Parker. at her. Then they have a fart scene. <laughs> Parker, I'm glad you said that. Batman. Because <laughs> this, is, this is kind of how I feel about this movie. Like, this movie's bad. Don't get me wrong. But also, this movie is very clearly not for me. And oh, yeah. I know exactly who the people are that would love every joke in this movie. And it's adult comic book fans. 
It's people who watch and go, ah, while doing that smile. I'm pretty sure this is made for really horny people. That's, like, the way I can put it. That's what he said. Not to sidebar with a personal anecdote in the middle of our movie analysis. but uh, We just talked about Beaver Tail for 20 minutes. You can do whatever you want. I know. I I just, like, nobody fucking gives a shit about my life here, Chris. Come on. Anyway, moving on. Um, Cut out the 10 minutes. No, so uh, uh, last summer, I went, uh, (laughs) over the summer, I went to something called Gen Con, which is ostensibly a board game convention. Oh. It, which I went because a lot of my friends were going, and it just seemed like something to do, a good way to kill a weekend. Which is, you know, it was the the hanging out with my friends aspect of it was fine. The thing was, this happened in Indianapolis, so I got all of the middle American nerds at this convention, and all I could think during this movie is, those people that I met at Gen Con are the people that love this movie. Just very simple humor, like fart and boob jokes work on them. They're very fucking slow and lethargic and still think Batman is good, despite, you know, having all of these actual media options available to them as adults. <laughs> that was unnecessary. Look, it's... <laughs> I don't even know if that's, like, a fair comparison. The more I think about, like, who this movie is for, I think this is also for people who it's like, you say simple humor. How about I modify that statement, too? This is a reference that I understand, you know? It's yeah, just like, I, this is a character yeah. that I have seen before, and now she's doing wacky things, and I want to beat off. You know? Because that's basically what this movie is. that loved Ready Player One would love this. With all Ten-year-old Parker would have had a lot of self-discovery with this movie. I, oh, that's, I think I would have turned out to be a measurably worse person if I had seen this as a kid. I feel like I was already cynical enough at age 10 to not have liked this. But... I was so wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, like, ha, jeez, more comics! I, when I was said I would have turned it off as soon as they said damn or something. Not for me. <gasps> they could swear yeah. in this one? This one's automatically better. Yeah, I was the opposite. It's, yeah. like, it's like, this movie fucking sucks. I'm gonna go watch Fight Club again. That's cool, man. That'd be nice. Anyway, uh, so the fart scene was awful uh parker thank you so much for sending me that video of kyle gas turning off the tv after the first scene <laughs> and opening up a book that might be the Smart. greatest scene in movie history guys don't get me wrong i did not like this movie or any part of it defending i need to say that because i am defending it more than my co-hosts right now i would never accuse you of that i will no, i understand that you don't have the emotional baggage of cartoons for babies <laughs> the way we do right now different cartoons for me but yes oh yes if this were Rugrats in Paris, we'd be having a different table-turning conversation. Are you defending this just because, like, your girlfriend liked it or something? Could you just, like, no, come... she didn't watch it with me because yeah. I wouldn't do that to her. Uh, yeah, same. Oh, a... Everyone was dead asleep when I put this You put a secret snake headphones. downstairs to watch your Batman Harley Quinn fuckfest? Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys have fun. I'm going to lock this door just in case. I don't want any accidents. Anyway, no, let's I, pick up where I... we left off. So she keeps <laughs> farting. <laughs> and, oh, great. And uh, uh, they go to, they drop her off to use a gas station bathroom. And Nightwing offers the trillionaire $10 to leave her behind. And I still think he should have taken it. It would have been a clear profit. A thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, that, got a, that got a chuckle out of me. Yeah. And, uh, because of the fact that I know Bruce Wayne is so fucking wealthy, and presumably he does too. Yeah. I, I felt like offering him $10 just like... I would do this too. I don't think the writers are anywhere near that clever. This is Bruce Tim. Anyway, uh, so they happen upon. I can't believe I'm saying this. The club scene. 
It's like they knew, you know? Anyway, so she does a Groucho Marx line. I know, it looks like a total dump, but trust me, it is a total dump. Yeah, real funny. Great, thank you. So I'm upset uh, we're gonna because... Find out that, we're going to find out that this movie was actually directed by one of us 20 years in the future. She changed <laughs> her names to Bruce Timms in order to use the time machine and go back and troll Chris. Yeah, so I'm upset because this is effectively a club scene, and Parker's upset because she has her own song. But before we get to that song... Boy, howdy. Uh, Did not realize there were two songs that, in this movie. That fucking song, uh, Don't Pull Your Love Out. First of all, this is the United States, pal. We don't pull out when it comes to women or war. I, that, I thought that was like an Elvis Jesus. song or something. I looked it up. Turns, I out, Nightwing. turns out that, <laughs> as it turns out, uh, that's actually by a, I hesitate to use the word band, uh, called uh-huh. Hamilton, Joe Frank, and Reynolds, which might be the worst name for a band ever. You couldn't even convince the guy in the middle to use his last name. He decided Chris, to use his first middle. Chris, you say this, but I'm sure you like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. So I do not. Also, what are your dad's thoughts on Hamilton? <laughs> Asking for a he, friend. He straight up told me, right? Wait, I didn't I tell you that he said that Alexander Hamilton wasn't black and that was all he had to say about him? <laughs> when you made me watch the sweet life of Timothy Green, and I saw fucking Lynn on deck. People don't forget, Christopher. Oh, don't they? Uh, look, I'm going to say it like this Don't Pull Your Love Out is a hell of a lot better than Harley Quinn's song. Parker, tell me about Harley Quinn's song. Well, the five seconds I heard before I muted it, <laughs> pretty atrocious. Alex, tell me about Harley Quinn's song. Jesus Christ, dude! I wasn't expecting you to keep going. I didn't think it was that kind of movie. <laughs> like, like I, it's like I can accept this movie has a bunch of juvenile humor and upskirts of cartoon characters and rape jokes and fart jokes, and that's all fine. But you don't need your fucking female lead to just sing an entire karaoke song in a bar. <laughs> And then, like, it's not even like the joke was, oh, she's singing and Batman and, and uh, Nightwing are fighting. Because for the first two and a half minutes of the song, they're not fighting. And then they fight at the end. Like, just show me that part. At least that's, like, kind of a joke and kind of a scene. Just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to get up here on stage. Oh, my God, you guys beat up the mob boss while I was up still up on stage. That's so crazy. No, there's, like, two minutes of the song that's just played straight of just... Here is Harley Quinn's cartoon-ass face and this stupid Brooklyn-ass Joey Wheeler fucking accent <laughs> singing this song. Please, it's... Alex, don't use the words cartoon-ass when referring to this movie. Because, <laughs> God, their animation during the song is fucking disgusting. It's, like, actually gross to look at. It's like, what are you doing with this individual? Hey, guys, uh... What are we at? Uh, 57 minutes. All right, I have her bend over. We'll do another verse. Uh, gotta <laughs> fucking, Dude, guys, gotta I'm going to be it. I'm gonna be 100% real. Like, I know I said, like, not necessarily positive, but neutral, <laughs> leaning towards positive things about the animation earlier during the fight scenes. At this point in the movie, I was just tabbed out playing Slate the Spire. So, <laughs> I, it was I mean, that's very, very hard to look at. I, there's a point in the song where she just, her dance move is just literally just shaking her breasts. Like, what are we doing? That's mean, so same. embarrassing. Well, come on. Hell yeah. <laughs> I ate the baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like the fact that, like, that Batman taps his finger to it. I don't like the fact that Nightwing dances to it. The one part I laughed at the first time I saw it is uh, that Waitress brings over a glass of milk, and Batman turns his head really slowly to look at her. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. It's like he's stoic sort of thing. No, it's just that's one of the things that they did for the movie. They just made everything slower to pad out the runtime. He just... that. Ordinarily, a joke would have just been looking at her, but now he does it really slowly. It's an accidental so joke. Padded. Oh, I hate it's it so, so much. So fucking padded. Yeah, exactly. I, 
I really like, do not like this. Okay, just to just to put you guys in my perspective for a second, I did not spend a lot of time with Batman the Animated Series. I spent a lot of time with uh, Batman Beyond. Yeah, it's a good one. Powerful. And this felt like a Batman Beyond episode that was just like stretched to twice its length. I mean, not in terms of like tone and content, but like just the plot. Like I could have very easily seen an episode where Poison Ivy term teams up with Green Man, and they go to the swamp and they fight, and then somebody gets lit on fire, and the movie ends. Like all of that part seems like a regular fucking Batman episode. Yeah, we get okay. Parker and I hated it. You love us anyway. So then they say, <laughs> no. "Ow, my balls." <laughs> well, sis, God damn it, fuck you. <laughs> well, since we're talking about context, Chris, did you ever watch The Killing Joke? Uh, yeah, I did. Because to remind all our friends at home. They had to pad out that story into a runtime. Oops. So they t- so our good friend Bruce Tim <laughs> took the story where Batgirl exists in that story to get shot and sexually assaulted and then everyone else gets revenge for her. They padded out a like 20 minute little prologue of her fucking Batman and then she gets shot, paralyzed and sexually assaulted. I'm pretty sure it's like more so, explicit uh, than uh, the sex scene in this one. It's very uncomfortable yeah. to watch. So we're that's what I'm coming off of. That's the last thing I saw with Bruce Timm's name attached was, we need more Batgirl. All right, so uh, she'll spend the whole time just pining after him because she just really wants to fuck him. And then they finally fuck. And then she gets shot in the spine and <laughs> most likely raped. Yeah. And then she's off screen the rest of the movie. Same. So at the scene where they say, break, bleed, ow, my balls, I... I could only think of one Punch, thing. it's all in the No, mind. that's not what I thought of. <laughs> all I could think of is the last episode of Rocket Power. I found my balls. <laughs> Help the tweezer find his balls. <laughs> See, Chris, you did like this movie. <laughs> so there's a scene after that where they're driving along. Nightwing had to get uh, french fries and a drink. Great, thank you. Uh, he does sign language. This, at all. this is Bruce Timm's cameo, where it's uh, what's his name, Booster or something like that. Sounds like a character from fucking Tailspin, and uh... <laughs> from Jingle All the Way. <laughs> the Booster Dog. <laughs> no one wants a Booster Dog. <laughs> that would Bruce Timm. Anyway, uh, Nightwing is giving like sign language to uh, refer to the people he could send along to help. Uh, the sign language includes "meh," "talks too much," "loser," "jerk," "no, no, no." You don't need subtitles for that. That's universal language. Everyone knows this. It's This isn't a movie for human beings. This isn't a movie for the fucking people at Gen Con, Alex. This is a movie for Paramecia. No, it is. No, I understand. That's my point. Like, I don't believe this you. This is the most middle America-ass movie I've ever seen. Chris, I will drive you no, out. You summer, no, you, you won't. summer. No, you You can experience this. I will you overpower you with my legs. You can be around these fucking fat nerds that herp to derp around, and, and all of the bars two blocks from the convention are empty because they're all too fat to walk there. You will like, do no. No such thing to me. Not after what I've I, had to do. I have at least two co-workers that I can vividly imagine laughing at most uh, of the uh, No, I, 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 I like, will not accept this time. I could, I could so see they it eat in my mind. frozen so I... yams taken from Swamp Thing's corpse. It's not Poison so Ivy as, as, uh, and the Big Green Bad Guy <laughs> can travel between dimensions by eating the frozen a... yams. As a sidebar, every time they brought up Swamp Thing in this, all I could think about was Con Air. So. Oh, nice. Rest in peace. Do you imagine giant MC gaining coming out of the swamp? <laughs> no fucking no thank Can you. Can you imagine? Oh, man. That's right. It's crazy the stuff you white trash know. That's right. <laughs> 
So anyway, yes, and here is the Sally don't dance karaoke scene. <laughs> Remember shit. her. All right, Parker, tell me about uh, the fight between Harley Quinn and Batman when they're searching for Poison Ivy and the big green bad guy. Oh my god! Well, call him by his proper over... name, the Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> Let's call him that. Yeah. He wants to save green beans in Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> if I look over here at my notes, I see um ah! <laughs> so I think it's what you're referring to. Well, I my next note is uh, right in the I didn't middle realize of Patrick the... Dempsey was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> my my next note yeah. is like right in the middle of the fight scene in which they have two consecutive punch in the boob gags. Get it? And they scream like, you know, the high pitched scream that girls do. I hate that now I can't stop thinking about one of those coworkers specifically. <laughs> Just watching this multiple. Pounding He's the one who saw Suicide Squad multiple times in theaters. Can I? Oh, give me I his address. I can see it. I can close my eyes and just, I hate it. He brought a child in this world. It's fine. It's fine. We're all going to be dead soon. <laughs> Not soon enough. Is child's name he... Dragonborn? <laughs> Uh, if you're listening right now and you play Skyrim, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Okay, what was on my next note here? Uh, oh, that. God. Oh, God. <laughs> I just... So, she brings out the nuclear option to get Poison Ivy to stop being bad. She does a puppy dog face. Gen what? Con would love this, right? Pistachio ice cream. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I thought she was like a person. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Everything hurts just so much. Look, Why is she green? Bruce Tim, just checking because in. Plants. Everything cool. The only laughs I got in this movie were every time he said they were going to become one with the green. Because I'm four years old. You know what's not a plant? Mint chocolate chip. You know, <laughs> you know what I really kept thinking the entire time is I just expected like as like an extra character Eddie S. Kess would walk by and say Sangreen. Miss <laughs> Quinzel, brother, would you like to come you to like my bar? Dank Brotherhood. <laughs> The final scene is that, is that poor guy has to go back to living with his cats. Mazel tov. <laughs> you want to come to my bar party in Super Babes? <laughs> <laughs> he turns into hipster environmental Hulk. Damn, woman, you really like your cheese fries. <laughs> Harley Quinn's song is a hip-hop opera. <laughs> He's so cool. I love jokes for one person. Hip-hop opera. <laughs> Shout out to you, Loaf. So, uh, Parker, you've read a comic book or something, you fucking nerd. So, uh, is Swamp Thing just... Is he just God, or is he Treebeard? I mean, pretty much. <laughs> He's like one of the most powerful people in all of DC, and he just shows up like, Hey, check this shit out, I'm real big. That's all he does, he what just you... goes in there and says, You've been very, very naughty. And then the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then he goes back down to the swamp and was like, It's no place for me to judge. And uh, Bucky Creek 3, the legend, keeps continuing. <laughs> so Hey, uh, this place is super fucked up. Yeah, so all he right, comes bye. in and says, I'm here, I have no opinion. Bye. So he comes in and says nothing of substance and leaves. Thanks for nothing. Then Batman and Nightwing kiss Harley Quinn and they burn a man alive. Credits roll. Like between that and the reveal of like, oh, she never tested the thing, so like there's a good chance he could just eradicate all life on the planet. It's like, 
What the fuck am I watching? Why have I been watching this whole movie? And why did they not test it? Because Batman murdered the scientist. It's so cool. That fucking death, by the way, I was like, where's the punchline? Are they really being this sincere with this I, dude? I I've kept never thinking that she was going to fart in his face. <laughs> <laughs> they kept playing. Okay, so like the death scene was almost like, it was almost solemn for this character whose name I don't remember. Like, it's just like, wow, <laughs> death in a Batman cartoon. That's pretty serious. They're like all, in like, the live crying. action version of this movie, that guy's played by Christopher Lloyd. Well, yeah, but still. Oh my God. That, like, it, it just bugs me. It's just like, look how serious we're doing. This is the more adult version because no one died in the original cartoon besides Batman's parents. Bum, bum. But, like, this one. Batman's parents deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's more like they're trying to play like look how adult we are it's like dude you just had a rape scene and two fart jokes don't in mean, a karaoke scene you're, you're not gonna make this at all serious just by this no-name scientist dying it's, it's fucking insane that there's a rape scene and then you're like this has to be the worst part of this movie and then there's a karaoke <laughs> scene and they go, never minds. i could deal with the sexual assault but hopefully it's all jeez why is she walking <laughs> up on stage <sighs> oh, leave me hanging you know? So, I, too, would love to be hanging right now. So, Parker, you know more about Batman than I do. Would he ever burn a man alive? <laughs> now, I'm not saying one of the only Batman things is to not kill people. <laughs> but that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> so the movie ends with this giant green monster man just being burned to death. And As they... he's running around like he's fucking stuck in a hallway in Scooby-Doo. It's, it's real good. And they both kiss Harley Quinn. Without asking her, great message for the kids. Consent is for cowards. That's why they both start with the same letter. <laughs> <laughs> same two letters, wow. Uh, so, Parker, we have to tell Alex about the end credit scene. Yeah, you do, because I wasn't watching that long. Well, look, I'm not going to say I laughed, but I'm saying I was like, oh, that's actually a joke. Yeah, I definitely did not laugh, but I could tell that they were trying. It's like this joke like... like has a setup and a reveal and a punchline. The punchline goes on for about four minutes. Yeah, the basic idea is that Dr. Harleen Quinzel gets to be a doctor now, but it's like an honorary doctorate, and they're trying really, really hard. And in another movie, this might have been, like, pretty cool to see, you know? Like, if this was, like, in the middle of the movie, and there were other good jokes in the rest of the movie, I might have laughed at this. So, our final thoughts here. Uh, Alex, why did you like this so much? (laughs) Chris, I say this from the bottom of my heart. Kill yourself. <laughs> Just because you were a big fan, there's nothing to be ashamed of. So let's move on to the playoffs now that you're in the room. <laughs> I mean, you know, just Chris, you're a big fan, and the fact that Bruce Tim considers it a spiritual successor to Batman the Animated Series, like, that doesn't hurt you in any way physically, right? Uh, not Listen, physically. Chris, if, okay. if, if I had to watch a movie where Phil and Will had sex, I would probably be on your side right now. But I haven't, because I live in the real world with real people that don't watch comic book movies for babies. So You say I that. have some flash animations for you. <laughs> I bet you do. You try not to come in 30 seconds. <laughs> oh my god. The, the, we need to put the Drew Pickles train audio at the end of the I think I might actually have to put that in there. Oh my god! (laughs) The train. I'm looking that up right now. (laughs) Start a love train. Ding 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 ding. Love train. (laughs) People all over the world. 
my god. I'm so happy you're gonna cut all this. <laughs> Alright, there's there's a bunch of happening with uh I hope I can hear it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Alright, so the game of games. Are we ready? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Finster. What was his name? Uh, Chaz oh, Finster. Sh- Chaz. Uh, let's talk about the playoffs. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, to recap last week. we got to make it um, quick. Just letting you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last week, we all lost on the Texans-Colts over on uh, Dallas and Seattle. Chris and Parker won. Parker not by his own doing. I lost. <laughs> On Chargers Ravens, Parker and I won. Chris had the over. Chris is a dumb gay baby who should have listened to me. And on the Philadelphia Chicago game, Parker and I both won big, and Chris had the over. Oops. Lost. So to update our pool totals at this point, remember we started with 600 minutes because I'm going to do this all in minutes because that's how math works. Um, I have 1464. Parker has 11:32, and Chris has 320, almost blazing. Hey, that's those are, see those that are all really big numbers, though. So, yeah, well, we uh, we hit some uh, we hit some big bets on this side because we don't suck at watching football. But Chris, I'm going to give you an opportunity <laughs> to get back in this game. I'm offering you a deal with the devil: 400 minutes to your pool to wager, and probably double up on these very very easy to bet games. In exchange for one movie from each of the two of us. Look, Alex, if you like Harley Quinn, it's okay. We'll get you the Funko Pop. Jeez. <laughs> oh God, do it! I dare you. <laughs> and uh, the wake up. No. She's just gonna be sitting on your butthole. You don't want the time? <sighs> no, not really. Okay, that's fine. No one's forced. Now, if I was to watch, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, our first game this week, and uh, as the person who is currently leading our minutes pool, I will go first. Let me delete these bets from last week from the sheet. Uh, Okay. Our first game, the Indianapolis Colts are at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by five and a half. The over-under is 57. And I will be taking the Chiefs with the points for... (coughs) 90 minutes of time. Um, <coughs> Who's next? Shit. Uh, uh, I think that's uh, me. Yeah, yeah me. it should Sorry. be Chris. Yeah. Um, okay, I will take Indianapolis to cover, and I do not have a tremendous amount to throw around right now, yeah. so I'll bet uh, 60 minutes. 60 minutes, Indy, plus 5.5. Okay. I know it's going to bite me, but I'm also going to take Indy to cover. Okay. We'll do... 
Let's do two hours, why not? All right, 120 minutes. Indianapolis plus 5.5. Any lifeline usage on these? Any locks? Anybody want to do no, anything? I don't feel comfortable doing that. Okay. All right. The Dallas Cowboys are at the LA Rams. The Rams are favored by seven. The over-under is 49 and a half. Chris, you're first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to take Dallas. Fuck it. I'm going to take Dallas uh, to cover. Because um, at this point, I, I'm so far behind that I'm just taking what I want to happen. I really want a <laughs> yeah. Dallas New England Super Bowl. So I'm taking Dallas to cover, and I will bet 60 minutes. 60 minutes. Uh, Dallas plus 7. Okay. Parker. I don't feel super great, so I'm going to take the Rams, but just the money line. Rams or... money line. Okay. I guess two hours or else I'm not going to get anything from it. 20 minutes. <laughs> Rams. Money line. Okay. I'm going to take the Rams with the points. I actually think the Rams are going to blow them out because the Cowboys have been so awful against play action this year. Samesies, but if there's one thing I know, it's to not bet on my team to not do something fucking stupid so in gonna, either direction. I'm going to also go 120 minutes. On the Rams minus seven. Any lifelines here, boys? No. You guys are no. hoarding this shit. I guess, yeah. We only have three games left after this week. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, All right, Parker. The LA Chargers are at the New England Patriots. The line is minus four. I typed New England. I just realized that. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Parker, you are first. Give me my sweet, sweet chargers for... Fuck it, three hours, why not? Okay. The sp- spread. Okay. It's on chargers plus four. I know in my heart New England will somehow win by three touchdowns, but that's fine. Is that a lock or no? Are you saving your lock for the last game? Because you get one I'll lock save... this week, remember? Oh, trust me, I'm saving my lock. Okay. <laughs> I... I'm going to wager four hours on the Chargers money line, and I am locking it in. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm going to take the Chargers. Uh... Actually, <laughs> let him finish. <laughs> I'm going to take the Chargers uh, <laughs> to cover. Uh, and probably they would win outright, but you know, I'm just going to take the Chargers for now. Uh, with a, it's going to be well actually done anyway. But Chargers to cover, uh, triple stake stack the three time reward multiplier and lock it in. If only someone to already use well actually on me now. Well, how many minutes, Boy. buddy? Uh, two hours. Two hours. All right. You hate to see that happen. Yeah. Is that all your time? I think it is. Yeah. So it's going to be 210 minutes because you have to bet 30. Oh, never mind. Game. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 210 oh, minutes on uh, LAC plus four. Wait, 60 and 60 is 120 plus 120 would be 240. So I'd have said, 80 minutes left, right? You said two hours? Oh, yeah, so two hours. That's not 210 minutes, 120 I, minutes. I, I, yeah, I typoed it. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, and you want to lock that in? And yeah, lock that in. Lock it in. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, and triple stick stack. 
If there's one thing we all know, it's to never bet on your own team. Yeah. Because <laughs> nothing good ever comes from it. You know what? I'm actually going to stake stack that bet, too. Yeah. Yeah, on mine, obviously. Not yours. I'm not stake yeah. stacking your bet. Let me stake stack that bad boy. <laughs> In fact, uh, I'd like to use the grinder on your wager. You can't. Because oh, the oh, lock. We talked oh, about this. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Jeez. But I would actually be fine with you grindering it. Yeah, I know. You seem decently you. confident about it. Yeah. I feel very confident about my chargers this week. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Let's triple stake stack it. Let's go. All right. Stake it up. Can I, can I grind his? Do it. I did not lock it in. All right. Grind his. Yeah. All right. Grinder it. So that's yeah. 360 minutes. Poggers. This is going to be the most irritating game of the weekend for us. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Devlin just goes untouched for 45 minutes. Do you mean Pat Devlin? (laughs) (laughs) The dungeon dice monster himself. Alright. So all I have left is a grinder. Parker has the grinder and the well actually, and Chris has the well actually remaining. We go to our last game. The Philadelphia Eagles. Co-Super Bowl champions. Are at the New Orleans Saints. (laughs) That's a second again. <laughs> the Saints are minus eight. Wait, what about the Detroit Lions? Aren't they also Super Bowl champions? I said yeah, that's why they're co-champions. Yeah. So. <laughs> Wait. Oh, coach. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> so I'm first. I am going to be wagering ninety minutes on the under. That's probably smart. Okay. I can't imagine Nick Foles doing enough to do that. Uh. Fuck it, uh, 60 minutes on the under. 60 minutes under, okay. 90 minutes on Eagles with the spread, baby. I'm no coward. 90 Let's minutes. Eagles plus eight. I actually kind of feel going. like they're going to cover as much I'd, as I want to as much as I want to grinder you. I'd like to utilize the will actually on you, Alex. <laughs> okay, so I have 90 minutes on the over. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm fine with this. Yeah, now I don't have to think about those anymore. Yeah, yeah. You just show up with your ten minutes and bet on your four games. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's going to make us watch a five-second film at the end of this playoffs. Yeah, it's just going to be the Stu Pickle strain. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you, buddy. As soon as we hit stop, I'm watching every video on that channel. <laughs> Alright, so I have 90 minutes on Kansas City, minus 5.5, 120 minutes on the Rams, minus 7, 240 minutes on the Chargers, it's locked and staked, and 90 (laughs) minutes on the over for Philly, New Orleans. I like the term locked and staked. (laughs) Chris has, now Parker, do you want to use your lock this week? You didn't use it. Yeah, I think, doesn't he have to? I was going to use it on the fourth one, but no one... Okay. Anything at it anyways. I think you right, have well, to. Well, I, I can't double points for the lock. Like you might as well. Right, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's right. go. I kind of forgot that. I'll be honest. Well, with the you. lock goes away after this week, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. My birds. Yeah. Chris has oh. Indy plus five point five sixty minutes. Dallas plus seven sixty minutes. One hundred twenty. One hundred twenty minutes on the Chargers plus four. It's locked and staked. And sixty minutes on the under for Philly New Orleans. Parker has 120 minutes on Indianapolis plus 5.5, 120 on the Rams' money line, 360 on the Chargers plus 4. It is staked. 
and 90 minutes on equals plus eight. It is locked. Guys, we'll see you next week from Board Game of Games Action. Okay, so uh, what do we watch next week? You want to watch uh, Space Jam? I wouldn't mind doing that. So I'm fine with Space Jam, and also you haven't seen Point Break. so. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to pivot that real quick. I could talk about Point Break for a long time. Okay, uh, I, I can watch Point Break. Point Break? Yeah. All right. Everyone wins. Yeah. The remake. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, we can... well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Take that big white bird Gonna fly right out of here Without a single word But you know you'll break my heart When I watch you close that door Cause I know I won't see you anymore But don't pull your love out on me, baby If you do, then I think that maybe I'll just lay me down about that brand new ring doesn't that mean love to you doesn't that mean anything if i threw away my pride and i got down on my knees would you make me beg you pretty please don't pull your love out on me baby if you do then i think that maybe i'll just lay me down I want to do I've got love enough for two But I'll never use it, girl If I don't have you Don't pull your love out on my baby If you do, then I think that maybe I'll just lay me down Cry for a hundred years Don't pull your love out on me, honey Take my heart, my soul, my money But only